a sign of parting Bird of fiend, I shrieked up starting Dipping back into the tempest and the night's plutonian shore Leave no black plume as a token of that lie Thou soul have spoken Leave my loneliness unbroken Quit the bust above my door Take thy beak from out my heart And take thy form from off my door Quoth the raven Nevermore And that's it We are officially <laughs> We are officially in October People, it's spooky month So I had to start off with a little classic Edgar Allan Poe a little classic Simpsons. Well, I thought that was The Simpsons. Well, I was doing the uh, the James Earl Jones version. <laughs> That's good. That but it a- is word for word from Edgar Allan. So well, there you go. I didn't put in the eat my shorts. Or anything. <laughs> but uh, no, this is not The Simpsons review. This is the Shoot Brothers podcast, the one and only wrestling podcast on earth, hosted by myself, Mike the Shoot Shepherd, and Cameron Thunderdome Osborne. Boom, baby. Boom, baby. It's been a week. Clash. Champions have clashed. Uh, rush. Gold has been rushed all around. <laughs> uh, all the regular stuff in between. That's exactly it, Mike. It was another fantastic week of our uh, regularly scheduled programming. So we have our we have our normal fun show and a takeover on Sunday. Yeah. Just like I mean, that. At least everything's back on like track. Every, the days are all lined up the way they should be now. <laughs> all the days are as they should be. Uh, the NBA Finals are going on. Of course, we have Wednesday night and trivia later. Um, but before we get to the week, uh, let's bounce off a new Tweet of the Week champion. It's the Tweet of the Week. It's the Tweet of the Week. <laughs> Oh, boom, boom. I bet you didn't see that swerve coming, <laughs> kicking off the show with, uh, yeah, like the most illustrious title um, in the Shoot Brothers uh, canon, I think. Well, Rester of the Week is pretty illustrious. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. And the Shooties. It's sort of like those are like our, uh, <laughs> what, like, kind of like our Oscars, Golden Globes. And Grammys, wow. you know, like if you can win all, if you can win a shooty, a wrestler of the week, <laughs> and a tweet of the week, that's sort of like yeah. you're a Grand Slam that's champion. The Grand Slam, there you go. You're a Grand Slam champion. Uh, I'm sure, you know what? I'm sure there are actually a bunch who are. Yeah, we've had we've had a couple. Yeah, Bray Wyatt. Well, I guess we've only had one round of shooties. So Bray Wyatt would but... be a uh, <clears throat> a, 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 a what's a triple crown? Grand, Grand Slam champion. <laughs> Lacey Evans. She would be a triple crown. Yeah, Lacey Evans would be a triple crown. Uh, so yeah, they, these people, these people are these people are out there. These people exist. But anyways, uh, <laughs> this week on Twitter, God, you know what? I um, I almost don't know. I don't know who to give this one to, just because they are performing so well as a unit. <laughs> but uh, I never thought I'd say this. But Retribution's. Uh, online presence is surprise. It, it's work. It, surprisingly, it's really it's fun. Working. It's working, and it's working. Yeah. And all three of them. I think T Bar is the one that seems the most vocal. Yeah, he's been leading the charge. Just from what saying, I've seen. yeah, saying his. You know, you suck at WWE. We hate you. <laughs> um, uh, Mia Yim, who I guess her name is Reckoning. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, she posted the GIF of Dave Chappelle. Uh, when the quote is, uh, you know, why does Retribution have beef beef with WWE? It's Dave Chappelle. Why? Because fuck them, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, that would work ah. for me. And even, uh, what's the other guy's name? Um, the man formerly known as Dio Madden. Who's yeah, uh, uh Mace. Ma- that's Mace. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, he <laughs> does this crazy shit on his Twitter where, like, there's, like, vertical lines amongst the, like, horizontal text. Like, I don't even know. Oh, I think I've seen that. I don't even there's know. Like, I, I don't even know what's happening. Yeah, like, I yeah. don't understand how it works. Yeah. But it's pretty cool. So um, I think as a unit, they're uh, at least all on the same page. Yeah. No, I saw I saw T-Bar just going back and forth with a bunch of people. Like Eric Bischoff was like, ah, retribution. Oh, he, he had, yeah, he had one that said, <laughs> uh, uh, I guess what I said about Eric Bischoff, or Eric Bischoff said something about me, um, but no one will hear it because it was on his podcast. And I was like, ooh. Yeah, there was that. <laughs> he had another good one, too. He's like, uh, he's like, yeah, Eric Bischoff said something. He's like, yeah, maybe I should take advice from Bischoff because he knows how to destroy a billion-dollar company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, There were some know. other ones with Jericho. There was a couple good ones he had. Of course. They're all consistent, <laughs> and um, you got to give it to that. They're yeah, sticking to you know, the bit. They can't control what happens to them on TV, but they can control this. So. Yeah, and, Ma- <laughs> and Mace, who's Mace? Mace is one of them, right? Yeah, so like, T-Bar, he had, Mace. He has... Like follow like like subgroups like fan made accounts, it's wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so they're taking over. I got to say. Uh, so I don't know. I don't think it is an individual award this week. I think the uh, the stable, which we know as Retribution, you know the uh, the technically savvy, uh, beefy ones. Um, yeah. I think the whole unit has to walk away with this championship. That's fine. You know, like we said, that happens at the Grammys. The band wins. They all just go up and take the award. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, there you go. Retribution. I think I heard the other name. So there's Reckoning, and I think it was Resistance or something weird like that. It was another R name for Mercedes. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Weird. Hopefully they're all just short-lived anyway. I wonder who's who in like a... uh, like an A-team type thing like which one so if they're like a a crew like one of them does gadgets one of them is the brains (laughs) one of them who's who's filling these Scooby-Doo type roles well T-Bar seems to be the leader at least we know that Mm -hmm. right yeah Uh, he seems he seems to be the uh, the main guy so he's the Clooney so he so this is Ocean's (laughs) Eleven (laughs) he's Clooney okay well uh, and they have their tech guy. They're uh, they're a little ner- who's the tech? I've, we always need a tech guy or girl, or girl. Uh, I don't know. Um, maybe we maybe we don't know yet. Maybe we don't, we know, don't know yet. Know. More clues will lead us towards uh, getting those answers. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, and in between time, we got some some pay per views and stuff going on yeah let's get to those what happened on friday yeah. of course yeah we have our friday sunday thing what happens on friday to set up clash yeah. of champions well we can skip over most of the in-ring action it was all just you know just We're- more it was actually a good episode of smackdown but uh mm-hmm. anyways the main shit comes pretty much at the end of the show the final two segments for the best stuff uh so alexa bliss faces lacey evans they have a fun little match uh Lacey goes for her moonsault, Alexa avoids, and then the lights go all red, and we hear the screeching of the Fiend's entrance, and throughout the match, Alexa just looks like a psychopath, because her hair buns are becoming all disheveled, and I fucking, it looks awesome. (laughs) But, uh, 
So she just beats the shit out of Lacey, uh, doesn't break the count at the five, so the ref DQs her. And then they go out to the floor. Uh, Alexa hits the sister Abigail. And you asked last week uh, if, we, if, we think if they the, actually kiss. If the lips make contact. <laughs> yeah. So I made close. I, I distinctly, I heard the smooch this oh, week. Oh, you heard and the smooch? I heard the, oh, so yeah. she was really playing it up. Because you never, really hear, you never hear Bray Wyatt go. No. <laughs> and at least with the mask now, he's got that. Yeah, layer even less, yeah. Uh, but so she nails Lacey on the ground. She hits the sister Abigail. She gets back into the ring and she's just staring into the camera and this fucking bird's nest hair. I love it. <laughs> she just looks insane. Disheveled and all these sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. She was, uh... So she's in the ring and then the fiend appears on the screen. The lights go red and then Bliss just leaves. And as she's walking up the ramp, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman come out. Uh, but as they pass by, she turns and gives them an evil glare. Roman won't even look back. He's scared. He knows. She's scary. Because, yeah. So that's still that's on the back burner right now. The fiend and Roman, but that's still Alexa hasn't forgot. But yeah, yeah it, I love. Oh yeah, fiend Roman. Yeah, but I loved everything about this. Bliss just looks amazing right now. She's killing it. Mm-hmm. That psychopath look. Expanding the uh, the fiendiverse. The fiendiverse. The Fiendiverse. The Funhouse. The Funhouse. I, I guess that's the other. Uh, but yeah, so that was a great segment. And then the show closes with a, just an awesome promo with Jey Uso, Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns going back and forth. And Yeah, I don't even know if I should repeat it. It was just so good. I can't do it justice. <laughs> no, <laughs> Roman's, basically just the, Roman's come back. He's always been good at this, hasn't he? He's always been good. Um, but I mean, Uso just given the promo of his life, the oh, underdog fight. versus he's, the he's, big dog. He's getting a main event. Yeah, the main event, big payday. Roman's like, you should just be happy with that. I'm the chief. You won't ever be. And then yeah, so they just leave, and Uso's just like, I've been battling this whole my whole life. People ask me, which one are you? Which you, I think you've had to ask on this show many times. <laughs> <laughs> I, I this wouldn't be uh <laughs> if you see one G- Uso, you got to assume it's either of them. <laughs> well, he says after Sunday they're gonna know. They're gonna say you're the one that beat Roman Reigns. So yeah, he just had a sweet promo. Uh, Reigns leaves. Uso goes to the ramp, but then Reigns comes back out, attacks him from behind, and he just gets on the ground and trash talks in his face. So the big dog stands tall. Just adding more hype to that good angle they got going. Stands tall to end the show in what will in what's going to be our pay per view's main event. Let's just jump right to that pay per view, shall we? Review. Yes, we got gold. <laughs> it's the gold rush. <laughs> uh, Clash Champions Gold Rush, which means that all the gold is ru- is rushed. Or or is it? <laughs> or all the rush, or it's rush, no. Uh, like rush, like rush, rush. Yeah, rush like gold. Canadian? It's like an like Abba gold. You know, Abba gold is kind of like that, like greatest hits of Abba. It's, yeah, it's rush gold. Okay. Like uh, greatest hits of rush, rush playing gold. over top of continuous wrestling for two and a half hours. I could see it. I could see it happening. Uh, but there was a pre-show. There's usually a pre-show. There probably is. <laughs> well, now on this pre-show, we are informed that Nikki Cross, Nia Jax, and Shayna Baszler have all been pulled. So yeah, um, yeah I saw that like in a, like online before. I saw that on Twitter before the match happened. Yeah, 
Yeah, so Bailey, she will still defend against a new opponent, but there will be no women's tag title match. So the gold rush is not complete. Oh, Sorry. that's too bad. Sorry to say. Uh, was, it a, uh, was it a positive test thing? Well, here's what Uncle Dave has to say. He says that he believes none of them tested positive, but we're all in recent contact with someone who did. So oh, okay. playing it safe, but uh, yeah, hopefully they're all fine. And yeah, okay, so okay. We'll that's what I because uh, that's just what we're assuming these days, right? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Both AEW and. <laughs> if somebody's not had... there, it's because they've been in, because they yeah. tested positive. Some of them have confirmed it, and others have just yeah. But uh, we do have one sh- match on the pre-show, and it's a title match, so they all are. Cesaro Nakamura taking on Lucha House Party. Uh, just more good stuff, you know. They've been doing this on SmackDown, having a good little match, but eventually Cesaro hits the big swing into Nakamura's Kinshasa, and that gets him the three to retain the title. Kinshasa. Yeah. So it seems like they're teasing this breakup between Lucha House Party the last couple of weeks. So yeah, uh, or at least Kalisto, at least. Yeah, maybe we're saving that for maybe we're saving that for SmackDown. Maybe. But let's go to the main show here uh, with the intro narrated by Hollywood star John Cena. Uh, <laughs> Hollywood star. I heard he just landed a big role in some Marvel thing or something or DC or. Uh, I don't keep up with oh those. yeah, they're making a spinoff of because he's Suicide in, Squad? He, he's in the upcoming Suicide Squad as okay. a member of the Suicide Squad, but he I think he's getting like an off shoot. Yeah, his own. That's pretty big. His own pretty his big own thing. That's big match. Cool. John is Hollywood. John. Not only that, uh, DC is coming back. Sit down, Marvel. Your time at the top. Rain it in. I hope so. I've DC been waiting. Fucking. Ma- I've been waiting years and years for the next good Batman movie because Batman Superman did not deliver. Oh, see? I loved it. <laughs> I loved the Batfleck, personally. Bat Superman you loved? And Henry Cavill? Yeah, he was he was a fine Superman. He was he's I the mean, best uh, one. He's better I think he's better than that other guy, the Brandon Roth. He's I, I don't think there's really ever been a great Superman movie. I know what you're saying. Not in the same way. Yeah, because there's like campy I mean, uh, Superman and then there was Dean I mean Kane. the re- <laughs> yeah the uh, Ripley believe it or not guy the Ripley's believe it or not guy of <laughs> course Dean Kane I uh, love that show it came on right after Cheaters <laughs> 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 which is my favorite show of uh, 2001 yeah do you remember when the host got stabbed the host of Cheaters no way yeah, that stabbed. guy the guy with the glasses it was like on a boat too he like caught the guy on a boat and the guy like stabbed him no shit I, I need to watch that episode he was bleeding from the belly it was real god damn it uh, we've gone off the rails here sometimes we do that's okay because <laughs> uh, this next match is gonna go yeah, off the rails yeah let's bring us back into reality because <laughs> excuse me we're kicking off our show with the IC uh, title match it's gonna be a ladder match Jeff Hardy taking on AJ Styles Sami Zayn for the ultimate to determine who is the champion undisputed yada 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 that's right we got both belts hanging just like uh, the first ever ladder match in WWF with Razor Ramon Shawn Michaels oh that's fun same thing uh but yes we both had very high expectations going in and i think it's safe to say they were met they were met (laughs) this was fantastic match uh one little thing i guess jeff's face paint was a little weird it was normally he does a big thing but this time it was just like his eyes and a painted on beard beard looked weird it was a little bit less but yeah it was fine those eyes look crazy yeah it was just like some glam uh anyways oh well (laughs) 
Let's get to the action. We get tons of ladder play early on. Sami Zayn's getting the worst of it. He's just taking big bumps, back body drops. Uh, at one point, he just gets tossed into the corner and fucking bounces around like a ping pong ball. <laughs> uh, it was like Kawhi's Game 7 shot, just bouncing on the rim. Bounce, 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 bounce. <laughs> yeah, and you could see the damage. Sami's back was a mess. Uh, and then later on, Jeff just sets a ladder upside down like, like a giant letter V, and he goes jumping at Styles, who avoids, and Jeff just gets... Chopped in the middle like a pair of scissors. Right in the middle, yeah. <laughs> that one's gotta, cause you gotta. He, yeah, he like comes down on the little mechanism. Yeah, I mean, that he like broke it. the little the little arm thing. Oh the little my middle god, thing. Jesus. Um, that, that they keep going though. Sammy's climbing the ladder at one point, and then AJ just fucking chucks a mini step ladder like a javelin. <laughs> yeah, why are the little ones even at ringside? <laughs> Those are the hornswoggle ones. Oh there. yeah, in case he shows up. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then Jeff and AJ climb up. Uh, they're climbing the ladder. And then I guess this is the first time I've ever seen. They're like, Jeff doesn't want AJ to grab the belt. So he just uses his own body weight to tip the ladder over and they both fall down. Yeah, that one. That one was weird. Yeah, he's like sliding <laughs> down like a snake. Yeah, well, that was right after when. Oh, uh, that, oh it's not that spot. OK, yeah. He's that, like but, slithering uh, down the ladder and then AJ just kind of pushes it <laughs> away yeah. and then everything falls. Yeah, he like. To counterbalance the weight, he like climbs over top, and yeah, he's upside down like a snake. And then they just say "fuck it," and they just dump him to the floor, and he falls awkwardly, banging all around. Uh, <laughs> but uh, then we get the the old set up the ladder horizontally across the announce table. Sammy gets laid down on it, and then uh, Jeff Hardy just comes in. He he climbs up the big ladder. We all know what's coming. Huge swanton bomb off the ladder onto Sammy, breaking through another ladder onto the floor. It's crazy that this man's still doing that. Yeah, that looked like that looked like a particularly hard. There was no crash run. pad under there. That was just yeah. ladder floor bump. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. But looks awesome. Uh, Sammy's dead for a bit, but when he gets up and recovers, he goes over to his coat pocket and pulls out two sets of handcuffs. So he goes over to Jeff, puts one cuff through the earlobe. And then oh, cuffs the other end lobe. to the ladder. <laughs> yeah, so much like uh, we've seen in the past, just more. Those earlobes, they work hard. Well, yeah, Randy was doing the whole earlobe thing uh, at Hell in a Cell last year. Two years ago, yeah. maybe. Yeah, so he cuffs one end to the ear, one end to the ladder. So Jeff is just, he's trying to get this thing off. He doesn't know what to do. So Sammy goes towards AJ. He gets the cuff on one of his hands, but then Styles starts fighting him back. Hits a suplex on Sammy, but Sammy, Sammy was able to cuff his own arm mid-move so Styles is stuck to him so they're just uh yeah he beats down Sammy he tries to climb him with him tries to climb the ladder with Sammy on his shoulders but then Hardy's back on his feet coming towards the ring with his Flav of Flav sized ladder <laughs> earring <laughs> just just dangling out of his ear he gets back into the ring he smashes AJ with his ear ladder uh but meanwhile Sammy has fished out the key for one of the cuffs unhooks himself and attaches the other end, so AJ's now stuck to the ladder. Sammy climbs up and grabs both belts, winning the match and officially becoming the undisputed Intercontinental Champion. Oh, man. Yes, what a match. What, what a, a match. I gotta say, so much shit going on. Match of the year ca candidate. Candidate. I, I wouldn't argue that uh, you could definitely make it there. Make it a candidate. Uh, yeah, uh, everyone gave. Uh, this was everyone was given a hundred and ten percent on this. Yeah. On everyone this. took the pain, the creativity, that ladder through the ear, the handcuffs, all that stuff. 
And of course, on a <clears throat> on a B level pay per view, I think it kind of goes without you know. Of course, we have our yeah, yeah, high levels, the- and even Hell in a Cell and Money in the Bank and these sorts of things. You know, no audience, and they, this they were wrestling like it was the fucking main event of Mania. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, they didn't stop. And this works, you know. Compare this to the ladder match that was at WrestleMania, where they had like no crowds. They didn't even have the uh, the people at the front yet. So this one with the Thunderdome and the crowd noise, it actually felt like who, a big match. Who had the ladder match? Oh, it was uh, the SmackDown tag, tag title. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Mismo. Yeah, God, remember that Mania? It fucking feels like forever ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Out, all around awesome. One of the best. Yeah. One of the better Excellent. ladder matches we've seen in a long time. Yeah, like I said, you could if you wanted to call that your favorite match, even your favorite ladder match ever. You you know you can make a case. You can make a case. I don't know. You can make a case. I don't know. I don't know. Make we got top fives coming up. I don't want to spoil anything. Oh, Jesus. Uh, in a couple weeks. But let's go backstage because the one title that wasn't booked, we knew we were going to see it on the show. Our truth is here and he's dressed up. He's got the old man, gold mining prospector with the hair, the beard, all that. Uh, he accidentally walks into the referee's room. And then Drew Gulak sees this opportunity, walks by, rolls him up, gets a three. So, Drew Gulak. Yeah, poor Drew. Yeah, remember when he was fighting with Brian and he was looking like he was really coming up? I know. I know. You know what I want to say? Gulak Thatcher. That's the, uh, that's a match. Hey, that's that a matchup. Yeah. You know, but I'm serious. That could be cool. That could be cool. Yeah, no. If they're, uh, if you know, if if Gulak's gonna be in the 24/7 title division, I'd rather not and just send him back to NXT or something. Yeah, exactly. And then you can get that thatch like you want. So. Or just get rid of the whole belt. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but more championships on the line here. The Raw Women's title. Asuka defending against Selena Vega. Uh, you know, it was quick, but it was good. I liked it. Didn't go too long, but I thought Vega looked great. She was working over the arm. She was doing little, you know, showing some ring presence. Psychology. Uh, even Samoa Joe was buying in. She hits a big double knees and gets a big near fall. And Joe's just like, that was close. That was close. <laughs> when Joe gets excited, I get excited. When I, so. That's when I start going off. <laughs> uh, so eventually they get a nice little sequence of reversals, pin attempts, which Asuka ends up uh, applying the Asuka lock. And Selena taps out. So It's great. Not You know, we're not booking Asuka as like that dominant squash champion you know like she, yeah. you can give Zelina Vega a few a few strikes there nothing yeah. bad nothing bad nice near happen. fall me and Joe get excited you know and uh, uh-huh. she goes for the handshake and then the little bow at the end of the uh, yeah she bows uh, instead after, but after the match Asuka makes the number one mistake you never take your eyes off when you bow mm-hmm. it was an improper bow so Selena attacks her and leaves um yeah rushed but uh who who and uh, who's gonna follow that ladder match no, of course. It no. was great. It was good. Yeah. It was a quick seven minutes, but Vega showed she can go. So yeah. I'm happy. And the Ve- uh, Zelina and the Vagabonds, uh, she's go- she's going to hold that belt one day. You know what? I hope so. I'm calling it. Be- Episode 94. Like it. I'm calling it. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I think she'll hold it by episode 162. <laughs> it's a huge gap. <laughs> it's a huge well, gap. That's like a year and a bit. Depending on how many shows we yeah, yeah, a year, year and, and a bit. A year and a bit. Well, I don't know. It's a crowded division. I mean, it's, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but we got the U.S. title match Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Crews, hopefully for the last time. Because uh, I don't really have anything to say, you know? Wrestling was fine. We've just seen it already. But uh, Apollo gets some moves in. Lashley wins clean with the hurt lock. Fairly yeah. convincingly. So hopefully. 
Paul can just move on or join the Hurt Business, one or the other, but no more. No more of this. Yeah, no more of this. Uh, especially if you're if you're doing the you know if you're doing the big guy violent MMA fighter powerhouse thing, mm-hmm. like that's more of you know you, you need to be fighting like Brock. Yeah, like that kind yeah. of a dominant match versus uh, no no. But let's uh, let's move on with this U.S. title. Yeah, thing the I hurt guess. business. You know, because as a group they're doing great. We just need some more interesting feuds for them. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, but let's move on. The Raw tag titles on the line here. Street Profits versus Garza and Andrade. And uh, much like we were just saying the last match, we've seen this one too many times as well. So, uh, But you know, things were actually going pretty good. Dawkins, I think I said before, he's looking... Looking, looking slightly slimmer. Trim. He's got an extra step. Tr- trimmer yeah. and trimmer as the uh, trimmer and trimmer as the weeks go on. It does actually seem like. Yeah, he's got an extra step now. He's you know an extra some <coughs> extra height on those dives. But, extra uh, height on those dives, Mike. <laughs> um, like you said, we've seen this match before. Let's just get to the finish of this. Yeah, so uh, things kind of fall apart when uh, Garza hits this big knee strike on Ford, but then he plants his foot awkwardly and something happens. He's clearly injured. He goes down. Talks to the ref, who immediately throws up the X sign. And uh, I'll give Garza credit. He still stood up, hopped over on one leg to tag in Andrade before rolling to the floor. Uh, but then, much like the incident with Ivar a few weeks ago, I think they just kind of rushed to the finish that the performers didn't really know because Dawkins hits his big spine buster, pins Andrade, who kicks out at two. But the ref just counts to three anyways and ends the match. And Dawkins looked pretty pissed off after. Yeah, well, I wonder... <coughs> I, I, yeah, I mean that sucks. It just kind of sucks for everyone when there's yeah. botched finish. I, like think, I think he was just pissed about because he didn't know why the finish was botched. He was oh, like, of course. Like at that moment, you're like, "What yeah. the hell happened?" It's like, how do you quickly communicate to everyone? Hey, yeah. match is over. Yeah. So Garza, we don't know. Looks like a leg, a knee, a quad. Who knows? But yeah. He was just kind of tended to by the medicals as the street prophets leaves. Um, but this was probably still the finish, right? Uh, yeah, I think Street Profits are probably going to win anyways, but yeah. Bummer. Hopefully. I mean, it sucks that he's injured, but at the very least, they don't have to fight it again. Again. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, we have to move on with this. Uh, we'll move on with the show, but not only this. <laughs> then there's also this Raw Tag Team title. Yeah. Yeah, please. Yeah. Uh, and of course, we had to go back. Gulak's getting interviewed about being 24-7 champ. Our truth rolls him up and wins it back. There you go. Had to, you knew it was going to happen. <laughs> For Gulak's sake, it's good, right? Uh, I guess so. Uh, no, but no. But uh, once you lose it and get it, or once you get it and lose uh, it immediately, now you have yeah. a reason to get it back. Yeah, you've already poisoned the well. Oh my god! Point. Yeah, it's just. Uh, <laughs> but like we said but, earlier on in the show, Nikki Cross is not here. Um, but Bailey is still going to find herself weaseling around. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, the role model. The role model, I should say. That's what she is. Yeah. Um, with new gear, she really pointed out. She wanted us to know that she was wearing new gear. Um, comes down. <laughs> I didn't even notice. <laughs> she, she she said it also. I know. I was paying it. I, just, comes, I didn't know. She comes down to the ring with a uh, with her steel with her chair and props yeah. it up right in the middle of the ring, and she does say something to the effect of Nikki, what the like you know? Yeah, I'm Nikki. here. I got new gear. <laughs> yeah. She's like, all right. I'll give an opportunity to anyone else. Anyone? Hello. Ding dong. Okay. Close the door. No, uh, cut to the chase. So she wants to be declared the winner. But then uh, Asuka comes out. She'll take the shot. 
because I have to imagine that they don't keep a whole lot of extra people around. So well, no, Oscar was ready, and that was exactly. And I think I was even thinking one step further. Who else on a on a short notice could give you a a, a decent enough match? Yeah, exactly. So why not double dip? Oscar uh, wants to become Oscar two belts. So let's let's get it on. Oscar mm-hmm. comes out hot. Uh, they she, they fight outside the ring early on. Oscar hits a big German suplex to the floor, but then Bailey grabs a chair, nails Oscar, causing the DQ. So very short-lived. Uh, Bailey's celebrating. She's keeping her title, but then Sasha appears and smacks Bailey with the chair. So uh, Bailey tries to fight back. Sasha gains the upper hand, and then uh, I think she nails Bailey with some kendo stick shots. Mm-hmm. And then Bailey just kind of crawls off and escapes. So. Certainly, uh, yeah, which was, you know, in the post-match attack, which I assume would have happened anyways, regardless yeah, yeah, who knows? of Nikki Cross uh, being there or not. But yeah, I mean, besides, as far as replacements go, uh, this was the best they probably could have, <laughs> they could have done. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, they didn't do a full match anyway, so it didn't matter mm-hmm. a whole lot. But uh, Bailey, Sasha, Hell in a Cell, I think that's your main event. You think that's it, eh? Well, yeah. I How guess yeah. I guess well, what, yeah. What, where are we building this to? It doesn't have to be the end of yeah. the end, but I don't know. I get you. But let's go to the penultimate match of the night: uh, Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton in an ambulance match for the WWE title. So the only way to win is to put your opponent into the back of the ambulance and fully close both doors. Okay, but they kept saying in like you had to like fully incapacitate them. Which oh, I understood, um, but didn't under, didn't get how they would like check. Uh, I don't know. I don't think you know <laughs> if he's still stirring and you close the doors. I think you still win, right? Even if there's been- <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah. But uh, anyways, they start in the ring, uh, but it doesn't last a whole long. His Big Show shows up, grabs Orton, choke slams him through the table. Uh, our first cameo of the night. Our first uh, the match. Uh, our first cameo <laughs> of the match. Yeah, oh, don't spoil yes. it. Don't spoil it, Mike. Sorry, sorry. You, you uh, might well, just the, be thinking to yourself, you know, oh, the Big Show showed up for revenge. Yeah, and that's it. That's it. That's all you need. He's the biggest. Why, why would you need he's more the, than him? He's the biggest show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so they fight. They make their way up the ramp towards the ambulance. They start slamming each other into it. Drew slams Randy in. Uh, he opens the side door, pulls out some crutches. And one of my favorite parts of the match, he pulls out a medical steel chair. <laughs> this thing was all red. It's got the white cross in the middle. And Samoa Joe just goes, what kind of ambulance is this? My man. That was uh, the first, that was that the was first thing I was thinking, too. Uh, yeah. You know there's going to be a toy set. And it's yeah, where are you that getting chair. that branded chair? It seems <laughs> yeah, like an was, unnecessary uh, It was great, though. It was okay. That's the camp. That's the kind of camp that I like. Uh, so we get some weapon shots. Randy opens the driver's door. He goes to crush Drew's head in it, but uh, Drew blocks and nails Orton with a huge headbutt. And I gotta say, uh, Randy does an amazing job selling this. He just like spits out a big loogie and lets it dribble down his chin, and he starts twitching. <laughs> yeah, he looked fucked up. I liked it. After that, was that the Glasgow on the Glasgow the Glasgow kiss? kiss. That's what yes. it is. It makes such a nice <laughs> slap too. Yeah, just bam. <clears throat> Uh, and then Drew tries to follow that up with a Claymore, but Orton just dives into the front seat, causing Drew to Claymore the front door right off the ambulance, which also hurts his leg in the process. Right off. Right off the bloody thing. But uh, So the fight moves backstage. Uh, Orton's in control. When Christian shows up, 
he unloads on Orton. He smashes him into the catering table. So there's cameo number two. Uh, Orton comes <laughs> up and like it, bl- it like bloodies him up. It was it looked like yeah, a, it wasn't it was not a gimmick table. It and, was just the real. And it was yeah, like actual like you know, it seemed like metal cookware. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it wasn't all like it was weird. It was a weird setting. Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, so they fight back onto the stage, over to the ambulance. Uh, they climb up onto the hood, where Randy slams Drew onto the windshield. And this ain't no gimmick. It breaks. It cuts up. He's all cut up on the back there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then they climb further up onto the roof of the ambulance now. Uh, Orton punches Drew. Uh, McIntyre's just like hanging off the edge. So he steps on his hands, causing him to fall. But then Orton turns around right into a sweet chin music. From Shawn Michaels, uh, and then Orton's just kind of teetering, so he pushes him off the roof. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's cameo number three, but uh, both men, they're hurt. They're just slugging it out on the floor now. Uh, at one point, Orton gets Drew in the back of the ambulance. He's got it one, but the man, he's too cocky, takes too much time closing the doors. So Drew just blocks, escapes, hits a Claymore, puts Orton in the back, but before closing the door, decides to give him the running head punt for good measure. And then closes the door and wins the match. And as he celebrates our final guest appearance, Ric Flair appears in the driver's seat to take Randy to a local medical facility. I think the cameos were the best part of this match. Definitely, we've seen that we've seen these guys to go at each other. What the fucking feels like? I mean, not it's been quite, a couple months now, right? Not quite a Street Profits Viking Raiders uh, level, no. but it's been a few months. Uh, yeah. it, it was like a pretty fun. It was Match. fun. It was it was it was weird for me though that Drew, the babyface, has all this interference to help him win, and he you know he he barely won. He Orton didn't have any help, but he almost beat Drew. So it was kind of weird booking for me in that res- mm. in that sense. That's a good point. Yeah, but uh, I I do like the the spirit of all these legends getting their revenge. Yeah, he deserves it. I mean, I can't say he doesn't deserve it, and it's within the rules. So I mean, Drew, Drew. He wins. It's all within. Uh, it's all within the rules. I mean, the question is, yeah, how do we book uh, Drew McIntyre and the WWE Championship going forward? Well, I feel like you're going to get one more of these. <laughs> we'll get one more at Hell in a Cell. Yeah, and then hopefully. Is that the next pay per view? Yeah, we okay. got We still got like. Uh, let's not tell the end of October. So we got a whole month. Oh, much. okay. We're good. We got a whole month to, to book this. <laughs> let's go. It's no problem. But let's go to the main event of the evening. We got Roman Reigns, the big dog, defending against Jey Uso, the underdog, in the <laughs> Universal title match. Uh, and this is just a way, you know, three weeks of build, and it's just been amazing. Awesome story. Uso comes out. He's got the traditional... I guess a Samoan lay. Is that what you'd call it? That's what you a lay. Like if you're going to Hawaii. Yeah. I don't know if it has like a more specific term, but yeah. So he's got that. And then Reigns comes out and now he's got his shirtless look. I mean, and I told you about that back tattoo. He's got this huge back tattoo. I mean, Mike, you're talking three weeks build uh, of this match. Mike, I'm talking about four weeks build of Roman Reigns taking his shirt off. That's the build <laughs> that I've been waiting for this whole time. This the Vince likes his beef. And you know what he Roman said? He was like, you know what? I'll give it to you. Uh, and he looked badass. Looked you know, bad He's- ass. <laughs> He's not he's not Finn Balor levels of chiseled, but he's he's very he's in very good shape. 
He's got the oil on his belly and stuff too to make those abs stand out. <laughs> oh, he's beefed. He is <laughs> he's at beefed. a maximum pump. And that back tattoo, I love it. Back tattoo back. comes all the way down in a weird, in a, or you know, in the this kind of same patterns that uh, whatever yeah. was going on before. Uh, so Still got I the mean, same music. The first like six minutes of the match, all I could focus on was Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Well, and one of the benefits of having no crowds is. They were really mic'd up in the ring. You could hear they were like telling a whole story. So the speaking throughout this match was incredible. And half the time I had it was Michael Cole, shut the fuck up. And there was a point. (laughs) There was a few points where also you could hear that they had been turned down like significant Uh, in the ring. Um, no, or or Michael Cole, Michael Cole and Corey Graves, oh, because okay, they good. were yeah. they, they came from <laughs> normal kind of commentary volume, and then that was like cut in a third. Yeah, well, that that's the way it should be for this match. Oh my uh, god! Because yeah, Roman was just being a badass, just kept barking at Uso, telling him to acknowledge him as the tribal chief, and Roman's arguing with the referee, he's just being super aggressive. Yeah, he really wants to be called the tribal chief. Yeah, he's got a bit of a. A complex going on. Is that a new right. thing? Is he not the big dog anymore? Is he the, is he the tribal? Well, the, the big chief? Tribal chief is even grander. Wow. Uh, but yeah, so Roman, he's just dominating most of the match. But Uso gets his little sparks of offense in. He's got lots of heart. He hits a big Samoan drop for a near fall. But uh, yeah, Reigns just keeps whooping his ass, talking smack. Tell you, I just told you to take your payday. You should have laid down. But Uso gets another flurry in, some suicide dives, the big insiguri. Uh, super kick. I gotta say it too, Roman Reigns, his kickout work is great. His timing, he just knows how to kick out at like two point nine every time. Oh yeah, Roman Reigns is really <laughs> good at this, at this whole wrestling thing. Uh, and he pulled out a new trick. At one point, Reigns takes a page from Zack Ryder and he hits the radio silence. Yeah, that, that looked. Uh, cool. Or what's <laughs> what's his new name? Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool. Uh, that's a cool looking move. I really like cool that. Move. I really like that. Yeah. I like it. I like Reigns using it. The commentary didn't know what to call it. They were just like, oh, a big leg drop. But <laughs> like that's a, you think what? You think Hulk can pull that one off? Yeah, Nia right. Jax is uh-huh. going to big leg drop. Uh, <laughs> so Reigns, though, he sets up, goes for the spear. Uso avoids it. Hits a big super kick. Goes up top. Hits the big splash. Do you believe in miracles? Uh, unfortunately, no. Roman Reigns kicks out. But he very cleverly... He nails Uso in the balls with his arms at the same time as he's kicking his arm up. It was a fantastic maneuver. Very uh, good. Very clever. I've never seen that before. Me neither. Yeah, it was perfect. Uh, So this allows Reigns to then hit the spear. But he doesn't cover Jay because now he's mad. I told you. Take the payday. You brought the chief all the way out here. So he's just telling him, you know, tell me I'm the chief. Tell me. But Uso refuses. He won't go down like that. So Reigns hits him with another spear. He just keeps talking the trash, and but Uso just says, "Not today, Uso. Not gonna say it." So Roman just mounts him and just starts raining blows upon him. The ref wants to end the match, but Rain says, "I'll knock your ass the next week if you end this match." So he's just beating on Jay until finally Brother Jimmy comes limping out. He's got the towel. He wants to throw it in, but Uso won't let him. He's like, "Come on, Uso. You don't gotta prove a damn thing. I'm throwing this in," but he won't do it. Uh, so Roman just starts pounding on him even more, and finally Jimmy throws a towel in. Uh, and then he just dives on top of Jay to protect him with his body. Just tells Roman, man, that's enough. What you doing, man? We're family. You're the chief, man. All right, you're the tribal chief. You got what you wanted. So that was it. 
And then Haman just goes, he grabs the Samoan lei that Uso brought out, puts it around Roman's neck, and celebrates over top of the fallen cousin. His own blood. <laughs> but what an emotional match. What a ride. Awesome main event. Awesome main event. This was the main event. Uh, and better better than we could have predicted. You know, Uso, uh, the Usos uh, kind of combo. They were fantastic underdogs and Reigns. Reigns, look, you look better being a jerk. Like, just like Yeah, this jerk. is what we, you know, we've been waiting six years for this, and look how good it's doing. Like, you know, not a scheming heel. Like, the Miz isn't a jerk. <laughs> yeah, he's Miz isn't tough enough to be, like, a bully. Exactly. Like, like this is what, like, a bully does. They take your lunch money when they're staring right in your eyes. And, uh, yeah, what? Yeah, fantastic ending. Fantastic ending to the whole yeah. show. It the pay-per-view is very well bookended. Just an amazing match to start, amazing match to finish. Yeah. And then the stuff in the middle was still pretty fun. Yeah, it was hot and cold, you know, but uh hot and cold, if you know does Reigns is Reigns going to go through the next Uso? Are they, you know, kind of permanent rivals now? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, Jimmy, he did still have some sort of brace on his leg, but that could all just be I mean, Is there a handicap match in our future? <laughs> where's Naomi fit into? And where's all this? Naomi? And mm. uh but Roman's not going to lose for another 235 no, days at least. Well, there's The Rock is shooting off on Twitter about potential main events against Roman Reigns, which could be huge. Main events at Mania. WrestleMania. But uh, that's one you got to save for crowds. You got to have a whole full packed stadium for that match. Well, that'd be wild. Yeah. But that was The Clash, The Gold Rush. Yeah, that was Clash of Champions, you know. Uh, like you said, like you said, well bookended. Well bookended, yes, very much. Let's keep moving on uh, with the week because uh, Sunday turns into Monday, which means we do have a fallout. We do have a fallout because it is Monday Night Raw. Let's get right. Let's get right. That's right. So show opens. We get all the legends uh, from... You know, Drew's buddies, the ones that Orton's beat up. So, <laughs> yeah, they just kind of get on the mic. They bring out Drew. He gets on the mic. He puts them all over. Uh, and then at the end of the day, he says, you know what? Uh, being with all you legends makes me want to be a fighting champ. So I'm issuing an open challenge to anyone who has not already fought me for the WWE title. So that means no Randy, no Ziggler, no other people. Yeah. Guys like that. So. Uh, but we're getting two title matches tonight because we get a women's title rematch. Asuka's Lena Vega. Uh, yeah, I guess give Vega another crack because she looked good. She looks good again better than the Better than the first. Yeah. For sure. Better than the, the night prior. Yeah. She looked good again, you know, working those arm bar submissions. Uh, she goes for a big moonsault, but Asuka gets the knees up, transitions right into the Asuka lock, and Vega taps out. So Oscar retains. Uh, hopefully Vega just kind of stays in the division now. No more managing those other chumps. No more managing whatever the fuck's going on over there because, quite frankly, you got to move away. And hopefully not up against Oscar right away. You know. Um, yeah. Let her build her craft. Fight the Natalia. Exactly. Of the world. It's like it's you just cycle through Natasha, uh, Natalia, and Lana, <laughs> back and forth, back uh, forth, back forth, and then the next time we see Oscar, you know. She, you feel like you could be a threat. Yeah. 
I hate these empty threat championships where you know there's like or the, the odds. I'm not saying I'm not saying never because I know anything's possible, but you know yeah. like the odds of Zelina Vega beating Oscar last night or on Monday rather. Yeah, very, very, very yeah, slim. Yeah, not much no- like Vega herself. Very small. Four <laughs> eleven. <laughs> uh, but afterwards, Andrade comes out, gets on the mic, and says, "Vega, you're nothing without me. You blame me for everything, but look at you. Oscar beat you twice. You're the weak link. I was holding this together. I'm the greatest." Uh, so yeah, just further solidifying the split. But Keith Lee's the one that comes out, interrupts. Uh, so Lee takes on Andrade. And finally, Lee gets to just have a proper match. Mm-hmm. No interference. Uh, it was pretty quick, but, you know, he got to look strong, hits a spirit bomb, gets the win. Way too fast. Also, man, they keep, they, they're they they're fumbling this uh, whole Keith Lee thing. Like, Yeah. So Andrade, Andrade was just yeah. in the title picture the night before for the tag title, but, you know, nonetheless. And then, couldn't he have looked more competitive in losing or... Well, especially after the promo, you think he'd be like, yeah, I'm on my own now. So he put up a good performance. It almost but... just felt like a squash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Keith Lee, I don't know what the hell's going on. We Woof. love him. Vince. Woof. <laughs> and also yeah. Lee, yeah, he, he was just punted last week, and now he's nonchalantly messing around with Andrade. Such an odd one. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we go backstage. We just see some schmuck. He goes to try and sit at the Hurt Business lunch table. So they just bully him and take his food. Should have known. Should have known. <laughs> Who was this guy? Who was this Who guy? Was this Who guy? was this guy? <laughs> yeah. And in the COVID era, they just take food off his plate and eat it. That's kind of... Yeah. I well, I guess they're uh, in a little safe zone. You know, a little bubble. Yeah. But what you've all been waiting for, we get some footage. Earlier in the day, Truth is playing chess against little Jimmy. When a ninja approaches and hands him a letter... Uh, it's from Tazawa. He's been eaten by a shark, but he wants to pass something on to him. Uh, Truth reaches. He opens a gift box, pulls out Tazawa's black belt. Uh, but of course, Tazawa sneaks up behind, rolls him up, wins the title. The ninja attacks him. It's Truth Gulak. But then Truth wins the title. I don't know. I would have been way more entertained if they were like, he's dead. He got eaten by a shark. And they were like, yeah, OK, I, I guess that's that. the end of it. And then uh, <laughs> they just move on. Yeah, me too. But unfortunately not. Yeah, can we just but. take a moment of silence for for the fact that <coughs> this is still happening? Yeah. Uh, nice. More backstage. Seth Rollins approaches Murphy. He sees him in his ring gear and he says, what are you doing? You don't have a match tonight. I got a suit just for you. Go put it on. But maybe Rollins did it. Rollins ever think maybe Murphy wanted that open challenge spot? Mm. That would have been huge for him. That would have been big. Who knows? It could have yeah. happened. But uh, so Murphy leaves to go change, but he forgot his phone, which Seth slips into his pocket. The little snoop. Why would (laughs) Seth have Murphy's phone? He's a jealous man. Uh, Suspicious. Uh, But let's go. Jerry Lawler's here. We got King's Court. And he brings out his guests, the Mysterio family. And, you know, just kind of talk about last week and Seth trying to disrupt his family and all this bullshit. Uh, so Dominic says, yeah, this stuff's gone way too far. And King's like, oh, what about uh, you and Aaliyah, Ray? You called her naive. And Murphy, what's going on there? Uh, so Aaliyah just gets on the mic and says, you know, she's a little upset, but at the end of the day, I am still young. And with Murphy, 
he came next to me. I didn't go to him, so I don't know what to think. But uh, whoever surrounds themselves with Seth needs to reevaluate their life choices. And this is when Rollins appears on the Tron. And he just says, sorry, but uh, I got to tell you something. It's the truth. One of you is not being fully honest with the family. Uh, and if you don't believe me, just take a look. And we get some screenshots of Murphy and Aaliyah texting back and forth. Murphy's just like, hey, I'm here if you want to talk. And Aaliyah's like, yeah, I might take you up on that. By the way, happy birthday. <laughs> Ray can't believe it. Seth is laughing. Aaliyah's shocked. Uh, she just explains Ray or Dad. He's not like Seth. He's not. And she walks out of the ring. Uh, the Mysterio family follows her. And Murphy just confronts Seth for stealing his phone. And Seth's just like, you think you can hide things? Truth isn't important in this relationship. Uh, so Seth's just kind of laughing in his face. Murphy grabs him by the collar. But then Dominic comes flying in, attacks Murphy until they get broken up. So the, the telenovela continues. What the hell is happening? Uh, it's a soap opera. What the hell, hell is <laughs> happening, Mike? Two things, three things. One, I don't like at the beginning they st are they imply they, they use the word young a few times, but whenever you say the word, it makes it feel like she's too young legally, not too young like you know, hey, he's twenty eight and you're eighteen, which. I would wish they didn't They've use the word her young. Age is 19. Okay, but you know, I know what you're saying. You know what and I'm I saying. I think that's what they're going for. I it, think it, felt, for. it felt, it felt, over a little bit. Forgot. They said like she's too, she's young, and I'm like, Ugh, it feels like they're making it say like she's 16. And uh, <laughs> uh, what else was I gonna say? Was this the first time we've ever heard this woman speak, Aaliyah? I think she had a couple words the week before. A couple words the night the week before. Yeah. But this was more. Yeah, this was actually more. Yeah, fluent. Yeah, or more, or yeah, yeah. She'll uh, she'll need to work on her promos a bit. This yeah. little Romeo and Juliet thing, uh, it let's let. I guess it has to work. It could work. But uh, Taylor Swift wrote a song about it. Oh yeah, what's it called? Uh, it's Marry a love story, me, baby. Just yeah. never have to be alone. alone. Right? Is they're gonna play? I, th I hope they play. That'll that be song. the pay per view theme song for Hell in a Cell. Yeah, I hope there's some kind of montage of Murphy and Aaliyah. You know, like they're going out for coffee, and one of them gets like a little like foam mustache, and then they kind of laugh as they wipe it off, yeah, and then exactly. they're kind of like going through a meadow. Talk uh, to your dad. <laughs> while Taylor Swift plays in the background, this this yeah. could actually go places. I like it. We we haven't had a wedding in WWE in a while. Um, well, I think Lashley Lana was the last wedding we had. Wasn't that? Did it? Yeah, there was a lot of shit. I mean, I don't I don't actually know what happened. <laughs> I yeah, don't remember I, the ending. Well, I, I don't think Liv showed up. I, they never saw. I don't think they ever like signed the documents. Hopefully, yeah, as hopefully it were. Not. I think Murphy and Aaliyah, though, you know, but kicking off to Vegas. That's in the cards. Hey, yeah, we, yeah. There you go. Uh, speaking of Lana, let's just uh, she <laughs> loses. Yeah, in a, so in a very Lana sloppy way. <laughs> Lana and Natty take on the debuting Raw team of Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. Uh, even though the draft's not for a few more weeks. We're getting a draft? they do officially announce. Oh yes, it's going to... Part one will be uh, like October 6th on SmackDown and then part two on the following Raw. But uh, yeah, anyways, what was the, the sloppy finish you were saying? 
Was it a sloppy finish or uh, there was a bad looking? There was a move. Well, it wasn't Lana. The, Mandy hits this big exploder suplex on Lana, Lana. and it looked yeah, bad. She like lands on her head. It very much reminded me of the Nakamura John Cena thing. Yes. Oh, my God. Like, Remember that? Oh, yeah. That's what it reminded me of. But uh, Lana survived. And I got Lana's been taking bumps these past few weeks. She's so does this count as a brand to brand invitational? Oh, they're part of Raw now. Officially. Oh, they're just officially part of Raw, which is weird Mandy to throw. It's weird to just put them there uh, yeah, with a draft. Well, the so Miz close, caused but... it, but we don't know what's on the other end. Of right. It. That is a good point. Yeah. Um, but yeah. but uh, yeah, Mandy Rose hits the C trigger, gets the win. Uh, so yeah, she looked good in her debut. Dana looked good. Dana looks different every time I see her. Every time. <laughs> she has like different hair, different colors, different... Yeah, like you know, different. She's gear, a good-looking woman. Different, literally different everything. You could show yeah, me six, six different Dana Brooks, and I would say they're Her, all different people. Yeah, but the voice, like you can always recognize the voice. I guess once you hear it, yeah. Once you hear it, <laughs> but uh, let me go back. Alistair Black, he's back in his dark room, cutting a promo on Owens, and he removes his eye patch. And I got to give him credit. I like what they did here. His little, his eyes, pupils all huge. He had a little makeup making his eye look red. His eye looked, he looked damaged. It looked damaged. Yeah, that looked cool. It's creepy. Some kind of contact yeah. lens. Uh, it's kind of like a David Bowie thing. Yeah. Although his was real. Uh, anyways, throughout the night, we kind of cut to the Legends Lounge where they're just playing poker. Right. Uh, the Legends <laughs> Lounge, as it were. Or it's just sort of like, yeah. it feels like it was a... Uh, like like B footage from an episode of Raw in 2006. It was uh, uh, these these. Except for Shawn Michaels had no hair. Yeah, except for Shawn Michaels had no he hair. It was sort of like hair. yeah, it was they were just running yeah. old footage. Of, yeah, so uh, these guys. Well, we'll see if there's a payoff for that or yeah. not. We'll see. Uh, but Kevin Owens taking on Alistair Black, and uh, Alistair's got a new entrance to go along with his new heel persona, I guess, new theme, new graphics. I dig it. Yeah. His old song was cool. A whole but, new thing. Uh, yeah, the long pants, the eye patch. Uh, anyways, they have a good little match. Uh, Alistair Black is arguing with the ref. And he ends up just elbowing him in the gut at one point in the middle of a flurry. So the ref DQs him. Now that. I think that was it. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> he's uh, like, hey, I didn't mean to hit you. Yeah, these, guys you have, these guys have so much talent. But uh, yeah. I guess Hell in a Cell, he's a creepy guy. Um. I guess we're all moving away. We're we're moving away from all the uh, CFO dollar sign produced themes, which is uh, spells bad news for some of these superstars. Yeah, some of them uh, they shouldn't change. Like, but, are are they no. going to replace the Adam Cole shock the system? <laughs> I don't know. Theme. Some I of mean, these iconic he... themes. The uh, Johnny Gargano has another one. Finn yeah. Balor's got another Sammy one. Zane. Sami Zayn, I mean, Shinsuke Nakamura had it. Yeah, there's a lot. I, I think they can still use them. They're just trying to phase them out because of licensing issues. And yeah, shit. or yeah, they don't want to pay CFO dollar sign yeah. that, as much money as they do. Yeah, something like that. I, that that uh, is it, actually. <laughs> yeah. But then we go backstage. Mustafa Ali comes out of the Hurt Business locker room for some reason. And they arrive like, what's going on here? And he's like, oh, I'm lost. And MVP's like, yeah, lost your damn mind. And then so he shoves him. Ricochet Apollo show up. They'll fight later. Also, I just thought about this right now. Yeah, thanks for the, our weekly 24-7 update. Um, I was just thinking, well, the CFO dollar sign and the Undisputed Era, that's the same thing. 
because they what have they have that oh, CFO dollar sign on their shirts, right? Because it's Cole, uh, Fish, Fish O'Reilly, O'Reilly, and Strong. Strong. That's true. Why? That's I wonder why. Coincidence. Yeah, what an odd coincidence that is. I mean, yeah, clearly they knew they they know something. No, I don't think we're breaking the news. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what a weird. Yeah, because that's yeah, on that's on uh, the gear. What a fun little what a fun little thing. <laughs> what a fun little thing. Yeah. Uh, unlike this next match, because we got Triple Threat 24-7 title, huh? R-Truth, Tatawa, Gulak. Uh, Truth channels his inner John Cena, hits the attitude adjustment to get the win. There you go. Attitude adjustment. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Let's just move on. Murphy is taking on Dominic Mysterio. And just, you know, at this point, can't be surprised how good Dominic is. Just more good stuff here. He's just doing his thing now. He's feeling it. Uh, and Murphy, anytime he can take a DDT, he just spikes himself. He knows how to do it, and he's one of the <laughs> few people who can do it. Yeah, just boom, makes it look like he's bouncing off his neck. Uh, so Dominic, super aggressive. Eventually, he grabs the kendo stick. He's ready to attack Murphy, but Aaliyah comes out, just asks him to put it down. He says, get out of here, and she pleads with him to stop. Which distracts Murphy or distracts Dominic. Murphy pulls him, rolls him up from behind, grabs a tight, gets a three. Uh, then afterwards, Dominic just chases Murphy, nails him a couple times with the sticks until Aaliyah gets in the way, stops him, and you know, just, he's not like Seth. And Dom says, "It's just protecting our family, our legacy. Dad was right. You are naive." And then she slaps her brother in the face and walks off. Oh no! Is Murphy like the rest of them, or is he? You know, reserved. I think, uh, yeah, I think Murphy's going to break away from Seth. This is the way Aaliyah shows him the way. He's going to turn on Seth. Or Aaliyah turns heel. Or that. But either way, um, you know, if Murphy has within his arsenal the roll-up, the most dangerous move in sports entertainment, uh, there's no stopping him. That's true. Anytime, anywhere. <laughs> any place, at any second, you can roll someone up. Uh, we get uh, six-man tag, Hurt Business, taking on Ricochet, Apollo, Mustafa Ali. Mustafa! Uh, he's fi- oh, it's nice to have him. Just nice to have him. Yeah, he's, he's around every so often. <laughs> so they're all brawling outside the ring when the lights start to flicker. The Retribution logos appear, but they don't show up. They don't show up, and they were also were not at the Clash of Champions right before. No. Weird. So there's also hot rumors flying that uh, same situation. They don't have COVID, but they were in contact with someone. It so. sort of seems like there is a current breakout in all four, five yeah, of them. Someone. So anyone that knew that person, I guess they're all just being safe. So, so I wonder who's patient zero. Mm. Uh, but it's nice to see Mustafa Ali wrestle, and he's the one who gets the victory. He hits a nice 450 splash on MVP, gets the win. Hmm. He's no longer uh, poor. Poor her business, though. Well, oh yeah, Cedric was absent as well. Yeah, from the pay per view also, so he must have been one of them. I think they put uh, MVP just had a brief line like, "Oh, he's at Herpa's boot camp." (laughs) Who else? Who's who's in charge of her business boot camp if not MVP? (laughs) If you guys aren't there, and also, are we bringing in more recruits, or is this just Shelton Benjamin? At a boot camp, but like barracks style. I don't know. But we get another vignette for Bianca Belair. This time we're showing off that she's the fastest. As she just dusts some fools in a track race. 
then she she wants to go again this time she gives him a huge says head start like uh the freeze at those mlb games you ever seen that guy no i don't think so just a gimmick he like you get a fan from the crowd. They run like 200 meters. He gives you like a 100 meter head start, and he still. Oh yes, yes, of course, I get it. Uh, but anyways, then she wants to go one v one against some dude who just has a sprint. Well, she does hurdles, and she's got excellent form here. She's a real track former athlete or something. Huh. What do you know? Anyways, she looked good. These were just like the original Mr. Perfect vignettes. Uh, Should have been done months ago, but we're here. Hmm? Gotta get here somehow. Main event though, Drew comes out. For his open challenge, who's going to step up? Dolph Ziggler comes out, but we know he's not eligible. He's just here to introduce Robert Roode, who we haven't seen in a while. Robert Roode. He's got a beard now. He's got a big old yeah. bushy beard. He, went, uh, he lost the beard, had the mustache, grew the beard back. Uh, and you know, yeah, he had a pretty good little match here. Ziggler's trying to get involved, but Roode gets, you know, wasn't a squash. He got some moves in. He even hits the glorious DDT at one point. But Drew kicks out, uh, so he goes for another one. Drew counters, hits the Claymore, and that ends the match. So Drew retains. And then afterwards, we cut to a janitor backstage who's got a steel chair with him. Uh, and He just kind of sneaks up to Legend's Lounge, takes off his face mask, revealing it's Randy Orton. Randy Orton wearing clothes that I've never seen him wear before. They covered his full arm. They covered was- all the way down his legs. He looked like a totally different person. He was in full cognito. He was playing Hitman. <laughs> uh, so he walks up to Legends Lounge. He pulls out this pair of night vision goggles, shuts off the lights, beats the shit out of everyone in the room in the dark. Uh, the lights come back on. The room's trashed. There's legends all over the place. Orton just puts his disguise back on and sneaks off as people run past him. He's, he's great work, Orton. Hitman. Fantastic work, Randy Orton. <laughs> um... Yeah, great, great all around. There was even a like halfway earlier in the night. At one point, MVP walks by a janitor and like throws a bottle on the ground, like clean that up. And I think that was Orton. Oh, that was, see, as he was considering his sleeves were so long, uh, I had yeah, no clue no tattoos. Couldn't was. be Orton. Uh, it was funny. I remember back in the day when Undertaker and Kane were feuding. There was a time when Undertaker came out dressed up as Kane. To like fool people into something, mm-hmm. uh, and then the following week, Kane came out dressed as the Undertaker, but he still had his mask on. So we're like, no one's getting fooled. Wait, so Undertaker <laughs> was dressed as Kane? Yeah, which works. Which works. He had the sleeves on to cover up the tattoos and the mask. But then he couldn't Kane, tell him. then yeah, he came out with Undertaker's black gear, like fake tattoos, but he still had his mask on. Oh right, because we don't. So we're like, we can't. Well, it's we can't see yeah. his face. <laughs> yeah, uh, but. Yeah, so no retribution on the show, but also no raw underground this week. What? Is that the end? Oh my god, is that the end? What are what are what are this what's Braun the... Strowman gonna do? What's Marina Shafir gonna do? God damn it! Well, Strowman shouldn't even be there. Yeah, what's he even he doing? Well, he's here. got the, he's got his whole new he's got he wears his weird clothes now, so he doesn't quite he's, know what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's it. That's raw. No, it's raw. Great to see Bobby Roode back or Robert Roode or whatever we're calling him. Uh, I like that glorious DDT. Uh, yeah. Call me crazy. Um, oh, it's a good move. You know, former NXT champ. Yeah, and the uh, the janitor thing, that's fun. So there we go. It was a, yeah, it was fine. <laughs> uh, that just means that, uh, yeah, 
Orton, Drew, Hell in a Cell. What's happening? Orton, Drew, Hell in a Cell. That's got to be the end of it. And that was the end of Raw and probably the end of part one of the podcast. How about we take a break, Mike? Let's do that. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with some trivia. And, of course, we got Wednesday night. So stick around. Back here with part two, ladies and gentlemen, part two of the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast. How are you feeling today, Mike? It's a nice day outside. It is nice. We are in October. Mm-hmm. It, the, the leaves are changing. The weather is crisp. Yeah. If I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, normally, this is right around the time when like hockey would be getting back and stuff, but it's just ending. So I'm like, what? Yeah, this this usually would be the time of uh, you know we're all back to school. Sports are about to <laughs> yeah. start. You know, we're gearing up towards Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving for us here in Canada is in October. Uh, but yes, at the beginning of the show, I did say it's it's spooky month. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm already starting. I watched the Halloween movie or a horror movie the other night. A Halloween horror movie or the horror movie Just titled horror movie. Halloween? Yeah. Uh, 1981 film, Possession. Have you ever heard? Never heard of it. It's quite wild. Quite spooky? It's wild. Okay. The lead actress, I forget her name, but she puts on a hell of a... She basically she doesn't even talk about the movie because she gave so much of herself for that role. Jesus Christ! Yes. Um, uh, but sorry. Yeah, I'll have to watch. <laughs> uh, I'll have to watch some, some. Start getting out the scaries. Probably uh, run through the seven Saw films. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Usually, I, I can do like two a day. Yeah, After- I try. You know, I'll usually try to watch one horror movie a night if I can. Yeah, I, two if you watch one. Yeah, I do. I do like doing the back to back, and those particular films are oh, what ninety minutes at most. All you need yeah, is kind of like easily. you know, if you start a movie at nine yeah. p.m., you can make it there. Oh, for sure. Uh, and it's for like because sure. after each saw, I never quite feel satisfied. I want a little bit more. Well, they all lead in. Yeah, that's the There's kind that of the hook. thing. Yeah, that's how they get Once you. Once the at the very end, the the thing, the music starts playing. The when you know the twist happens. Yes. That song. I can't remember it. Uh, as soon as that starts, yeah, I'll probably kick off my <laughs> uh, my Saw uh, film franchises at some point. Great, great. Let's keep moving on well. with the show because, uh, like you said, it is spooky month, but uh, we have more important things to get to. Although, um, <laughs> not to say that some things you might not hear for the rest of the show might be spooky. We don't even know. Uh, but we're going to get to this first. We're going to get to trivia. Trivia. They could be spooky questions. I don't know. They could be. Uh, I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. There was a witch at the foot. There of was my a bed. witch Sorry. down there. Oh my gosh! Let me get that witch away. Uh, I've got five questions. I've got four non-spooky questions for you. Okay. Well, I'll start off because I have five fully spooky questions for you. <laughs> because, yes, I'm giving you some Halloween film. Not Halloween, but horror film-related trivia. Horror film-related trivia. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. I won't do it all month, but i got to kick off the month. Of course. Fun. So let's start. Uh, these are all questions. Uh, you know, I try to pick iconic films that you know, but more detailed questions within them. So we'll see. We'll see. I think you, you can do well. Okay. Uh, we'll start off 
with the Friday the 13th franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, uh, yes, you know, I know that you know that, uh, yes, Jason was not the killer in the first movie. Uh, he didn't even get his hockey mask till the third one. But, uh, yeah, so the first movie, Jason Voorhees' mother was the killer. Can you tell me her name? Miss uh, um, Voorhees. Fuck. No, I can't. I can't <laughs> off the hand. I want to say my, the, what comes to mind. Linda comes to mind. Uh, fuck, yeah. I don't actually remember that one. That's okay. Linda, you got the ending letter correct. It's actually Pamela Voorhees. Pamela. Uh, maybe I yeah, maybe I heard it in my mind or something. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's in there, but it's not uh it's not super well, super well known. So Pamela. Just thought I'd tell you. Pamela yeah. Voorhees. <laughs> uh Mike, well yeah, well you know what you you just said before when we when we kicked off the part 2, you know, usually this is the time for uh the sports are just starting up, but some sports are just ending, including the NHL and the Stanley Cup Finals, which, unbeknownst to me and most of the people I know, not only were currently happening, are currently over. Uh, you, you didn't even know <laughs> didn't that they even like, know they were happening. Um, I, I was following. I thought I, I sort of I, I think I sort of assumed that it was following a similar uh, uh, timeage time trajectory as. Uh, the NBA playoffs NBA. were, of course, and the NBA Finals just started last night. So I'm like, okay, so let's gear up what's happened in the Stanley Cup world. Maybe they started a day ago. <laughs> Maybe they're a game into their series. And no, nope. the uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning have won their uh, franchise's second cup. Yep. If you can believe it, taking out the Dallas Stars. Dallas Stars hadn't been back to the finals in decades. Nine, yeah, 99, I think. Uh, so, Mike, what you're going to get today are some Stanley Cup trivias. Uh, okay. You're well-versed? Uh, somewhat. I mean, it's a 100-year-plus trophy. So, yeah, um, this is 1927 <laughs> and onward. Uh, okay. Kind of like, apparently, there's kind of like the two, or like the two, that's when like the modern Stanley Cup kind of kicked took it. in. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. uh, Mike, my question for you is... Well, my first question is, which two non-original six teams have the most Stanley Cup wins? Uh, non-original six. Mm, Pittsburgh's got like four or five. They got to be. New Jersey's up there. Colorado. Uh, so what was the quest? What was the wording of the question? Which two... Which two non-original six teams have the most most Stanley Cup wins? I'm gonna say Pittsburgh's one. Uh, Non-original six, Pittsburgh. Let's go Pittsburgh and oh no wait no 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 (laughs) erase that erase that for sure. Let's go Edmonton Oilers. How could you not? I'm going to say Edmonton Oilers and New York Islanders. Mike, you should have stuck with your Pittsburgh final oh. because uh, Edmonton Oilers, yes, correct. They've won five Stanley Cups. The Pittsburgh Penguins have also won five Stanley Cups. Damn. Islanders must have four. Islanders have, they, 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 they have four. That is correct. And I think they were four in a row or something crazy. Something like that. Yeah. Damn. I should have. Oh, well. Uh, good stuff. Let me move on to my next spooktacular question for you spooky uh one of my favorite horror films of all time uh i'm sure you've seen it of course uh the shining 
the adaptation. The Shinnin. Stephen King. The Shinning. The Shinnin. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Jack Nicholson playing an amazing role. Uh, so, of course, he's a writer. He's got his typewriter. He's working on a novel throughout the movie. Uh, when Shelley Duvall discovers what he's been writing, what is what is it that he's written? Uh, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Say that again? All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. That is correct. Boom. <laughs> you nailed it. Oh, I know that one. And also I, yeah. in, the, in, the, uh, in the Treehouse of Horror, isn't it like all <laughs> all work and no beer makes Homer go crazy? Yeah. No TV and no beer. No yeah, TV and no crazy. beer. Great parody. Great movie. Great everything. Great everything. All right. You got it. Uh, okay. Second, uh, second question for you. Um... The the three peat is an illustrious, you know, you win three championships in a row. Mm-hmm. Not many franchises, however, claim to do it. Um But Mike, my question for you is uh name all the teams who have done it in terms of Stanley Cup wins. Uh okay. <clears throat> Montreal for sure. Uh I'm gonna say the Islanders, because that's what I was thinking on the last question. So we don't. I, I have to know how many though. So Montreal and New York Islanders, um, maybe the Oilers, but I feel like they might have had a. They might have gone two break two. I don't know, but maybe. Uh, Montreal, New York Islanders. I'll throw in the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, so that's three teams with three. Is there any? There's been a lot of back to backs, but. But the three in a row—that's the, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I feel like the Leafs did it, like in the '40s. So, I'm going to say Toronto, Montreal, New York Islanders, and Edmonton Oilers. Well, Mike. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I was <laughs> trying to add some fanfare to it. <laughs> Uh, you are right, though. The Canadians did it twice, actually, on two separate occasions. The Islanders did it also. The Toronto Maple Leafs also. They did it twice in a row, also, which is kind of fun. Yeah, they, they could have had a seven-peat if there wasn't a fucking year. Uh, something like that. But uh, <laughs> I got to say, uh, yeah, it was the like Red Wings and whatever. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? But yeah. uh, you were wrong on the Islanders. You should have gone with your uh, gut. I, it was I, two break, two break, been. one. Ah, yeah. Should have gone. Uh, Should have gone with your gut. So I overguessed. Did I get all the other ones though? Y- yeah, you got Leafs. You got Leafs. Uh, Canadians. Like, is there any that I missed? No, no, okay. no, no. So I just overguessed. You overguessed. Yeah, you get by one. Yeah, you overguessed by one. <laughs> uh, okay, though that was fun. Fun to think about. Mm-hmm. All right, next Halloween. Here's my next question. What young Hollywood hunk plays the boyfriend? Of Nancy Thompson in the original Nightmare on Elm Street film. Um, fucking uh, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. That's right. Very young. One of his. Got to be one of his first roles, right? And I, you know, famously not a don't like Johnny Depp. So seeing him die upside down on the ceiling when his blood's getting drained you, out, that's uh, that's that that's nice for me. You, why, why don't you like Johnny it's Depp? It's not a big, just not a big Depp man. You know, people have actors and actresses <laughs> they like and don't like, and Depp just doesn't, yeah. he doesn't fall is on my... Is it based on his roles, or just how he carries himself I, as a human I, A being? bit of both. 
<laughs> a bit of both. Okay. Yeah, yeah, cer- so, uh, uh, certainly, you know, him, and he wears too many chains and accessories. And uh, Well, if someone were to ask me about uh, my facial hair, I would describe it as a Johnny Depp look. A Johnny Depp look. <laughs> that's what that's I how got. you would go? I, that's what I have. That's what I am. I think you need a couple more rings, though, if you want to pull off the look. No, I just mean the beard the style. The beard style, right, right. Yeah. You know, you shave the thing between the beard and the mustache. Mm-hmm. Almost like a, <laughs> almost like the, a Francais, a Francois. A Van Dyke? I don't know. Something like that. Uh, all right. Bring me the next cup. Next cup trivia. Who has the most Con Smythe trophies? Ah, <sighs> This is another one. I feel like it's going to be an old... Because it's got to be one of those guys, one of those teams that won like five or more cups or something. Uh, hmm. Yeah, feeling like a Montreal Canadian again. Just because they won the most cups, so by virtue, you know. But uh, it's all it's all the before my time players. Big do, do, okay, do you want me to? Do you want me to give you a hint? I'm gonna give you a hint because this okay, is really gonna, going down the wrong. This track. is really gonna change. Uh, <laughs> this is really gonna change it all for you. Okay. Okay. 1965 was the first year the Conn Smythe champion, the Conn Smythe trophy became a thing. Uh, okay. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, there was 40 years of no Conn Smythe. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Hopefully that helps. So, well, who has won the most Conn Smythe trophies? That is correct. Who has won the most? Okay. So it might not be that many as I thought. <laughs> so post 1968. 65. 65. So that's pretty much expansion era and onwards. Uh, so that includes you got you got Gretzky, you got uh, like I don't know Bossy Coffee. 70s. Who dominated the 70s? Montreal is still hanging on. Uh, hmm. Let's go. It's tough. It's a tough one. You know this who is... you know who it is though. I'm sure I know the player. Uh ah fuck it. Let's just go with Wayne Gretzky. You would think Wayne Gretzky though, right? You would think. Mike, I got to say your answer's wrong though. Mike uh, Wayne Gretzky actually only won two. There's a lot of people who won two. There's only one man who has ever won three con smite. Dominic Hasek. I don't think Dominic Hasek's even won Stanley Cup. <laughs> no. no, the other Dominic Hasek. We're talking Patrick Waugh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Patty Pat, Pat, Roy in 86 and 93 with the Canadians. And then also in 2001 uh, with the Avalanche. Uh, Joe Sackick won the other one. Um, he's also, Patrick Waugh is also the only person to win the Conn Smythe with two different teams. So uh, what'd you look yeah. at that? What'd you look at that? Cool. Cool. All right. Moving on. Another iconic film in the horror genre. Uh, one of the most critically acclaimed, I would say, of its time. Uh, we have, of course, The Exorcist. And uh, just as famous as the movie itself is its iconic theme song, which was not even written for the film. Uh, do you know the name of that track? The Exorcist theme song? Yeah, nothing really yeah. comes to mind. It's like a, it's a pi- it's like a piano thing, right? Part of it, the whole, it's like a forty-eight minute album. Jesus, that they just they, they took Christ. they took some of it and put it into The Exorcist. 
No. It's just like trying. I honestly, okay. do, I honestly, nothing sticks to mind. It's a hard one. It's a hard one. If you don't know it, you just don't. Know I just it. don't so, know it. Uh, the answer is Tubular Bells by Mike Oldfield. Tubular Bells by Mike Oldfield. Okay, you know what? I'll, I'll have to. Uh, <laughs> no, I'll have to listen to it uh, after the yeah. after the show because I'm sure. The first four minutes, you'd be like, "Oh, cool," and then it just goes and goes and experiments, and <laughs> goes all sorts of places. It's definitely a concept experimental type of thing. <laughs> but uh, all right. Oh well. Oh well. Good stuff. Good stuff there, Mike. I have one final Stanley Cup trivia for you, and this is a gauntlet of sorts. Uh-oh. Okay, because uh, <laughs> the Stanley Cup being the most illustrious um, thing in the hockey world, or at least in the National Hockey League world, but not everybody has won it. So, Mike, my question for you is, what current NHL franchises have never won a Stanley Cup? Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, I think I know at least 20 have won it, so let's uh, let's just name some teams. Of course, you got Las Vegas. They haven't won it. They've made it, but never won it. They've made it, haven't won it. Las Vegas, uh, Arizona Coyotes never won it. Never even made the it. Win- I don't think. The win- no. The Winnipeg Jets, uh, the Vancouver Canucks, the Buffalo Sabres, the San Jose Sharks. Uh, I know we got more. Florida Panthers, we're up to seven. Uh, the Ottawa Senators have never won it, even though there was a different Ottawa Senators 100 years ago. That, that That's complicated. That's that's correct. But. Before current kind <laughs> of, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm up to eight. Um, who have I not named? I'm thinking of teams, picturing logos. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, uh, I think you're only missing two. Nashville Predators, Minnesota Wild. Okay, now you're missing one. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> okay. trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to keep up with. Uh, okay, with your so I'm answers. just missing one. Uh, now I just gotta. Uh, I think I know them all, so I know it. It's just mm-hmm. in my head. I gotta dig it out. So I said Nashville. I said, oh, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Boom, 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 boom. Bing, 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 bang, 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 bang. Bing, bang, bong. You got it. That's all of them. I yeah. know that much. That's yes, all of them. I know that much. All right, my final question for you. This one might be hard as well. It's another one where, <laughs> yeah, you just have to know it. And it also has to do with The Exorcist. Uh, because, of course, you know, Linda Blair, I think her name's Reagan or something in the movie. The, the Demon Child, that's the main event of the movie. Uh, but throughout the movie, there's brief little glimpses, subliminal flashes of the demon itself, its face. Do you know what I'm referring to? I don't think so, but I, I, I want to hear your question out. <laughs> Well, uh, well, basically, it's just like yeah, this demon that pops up. It has a name, a specific name for it. I, I was wondering if you knew the name. Um, I don't know the name, but I can picture the face. It's all like white, with like these, and teeth it looks and gaunt and yeah. deep eyes. It's like a, yeah, it was popular on the internet to scare people. Yeah, you know what? I can picture it, but uh, God, I don't, I don't even know if it had a name attributed. I could give you a clue related to the movie. If you, early on in the movie, they're on a Ouija board talking to someone, and she asks the name, and then they spell out something. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's I don't hard. know if I remember that. God, you know, it's been a while. I really need to. I need really. It's a great film. Yeah, I know. I kind of put a couple on the end there, but yeah, you should watch the Exorcist. Yeah, I should watch it again. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say is, uh, I forget, but I, I can remember what he looks like. So that's yeah. that's good enough for me. That's good. It'll haunt you tonight. Yeah. Uh, but the name that 
uh, it's kind of referred to. It's become part of internet culture. His name, Captain Howdy. Captain Howdy. Okay. Yeah. But the official demon name is Pazuzu. Pazuzu. So I would have accepted either of them. Was The Exorcist one of those like books to movie things? Yeah. Right. But um, yeah, that's all my trivia. And that was all my trivia. Looks like trivia is all done. <laughs> fun stuff. Well, fun stuff, of course, as it always was. And congratulations to those Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, I mean, other teams. Classic but. Leaf fan response. Let's keep moving on here at the show. They fucking stole our colors for no reason. Losers. <laughs> for no reason. They're more of a. They're a different blue. It's the exact same shade of blue, to the to the degree. To the like, if you if you copy and paste the colors, it'll say E zero zero one X whatever. It's the exact oh the exact same color key. Exact eh? same shade. Wow. To the degree. Is that is I'm that truth you. or is that just maple? That's a fact. No, or is that's that a just fact. Maple Leaf uh, fan? No, jargon? that's like you go to Home Depot, you want to buy the paint, it's the same paint. Like if you wanted lightning blue or Maple Leaf blue, yeah. it would give you the same. Yeah. They had a good thing going with the black and the silver. I don't know why they. Oh well. Oh well. Let's move on. Isn't that fun? Uh, let's move on to something not something that you know something it's non hockey related. Something that doesn't have. But still in the state of Florida. Still in the state of Florida. Doesn't have playoffs. Doesn't have MVPs. Uh, well, we got the shooties. Well, we got the shooties, of course. But you know, it just has <laughs> it just has nonstop ongoing content. So let's kick this one off. Let's hit our Wednesday night war off right. Because we have, oh, you know what? No, let's do it the other way because we do have a takeover this weekend. So let's go straight to AEW Dynamite. AEW, all elite, they coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. Yeah, let's kick it because we got Ricky Starks taking on Darby Allen. Kick it. Exactly. Darby, he's in control. Uh, when Brian Cage comes out, but then Will Hobbs comes out to intercept him, so they're brawling. Then, uh, yeah, Darby and Ricky, they just have a good little match. Darby hits the coffin drop, gets the win. Uh, Will Hobbs, we can't forget about him. Yeah, they do announce the next week, Cage will defend his FTW championship against Will Hobbs. That's cool. So be fun. Do a couple, a couple yeah. of these brick shit houses. Yeah. And I guess, just, are we still going to get this six-man? We might not even yeah, get this six-man Yeah, I think we're just tag. whenever. I mean... Yeah, Archer's supposed to be back. He's supposed to get a title shot too, but all that's kind of getting pushed back till whenever. Well, I think I is next week the one-year anniversary show, or is it the week uh, after? I think it's the week. Yeah, the fourteenth. So two weeks. Right. So I guess yeah. Whether we Hopefully. whether we get the six-man tag or not, or if Lance Archer's even back yeah. in time, who knows? Well, I guess yeah, we'll see. Uh, but up next, Cody <clears throat> and his black hair come out. And he's got all an these chains interview. now. Have you noticed this? He's got, he's, got like, he's got like one for his monocle. He's got one for his pocket watch. <laughs> he's got a monocle? I didn't notice well, that. Well, you know like when you see like an old-timey suit and someone's got a little chain that's connected yeah, to their I just little pocket, pocket watch? watch. Well, well he, has, like, he had three of them. Like how many okay. pocket watches does this man need? I just assumed one would have been a monocle. I didn't notice the multiple. I just, the hair was still bothering me so much. That's all I was That's all you were on. focused on? Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> but he's in here. He's here for an in-ring interview to talk about the injury he suffered from the Dark Order. And uh, Cody says, what if it's not physical? What what if it's my spirit? You know, I lost the TNT title in three minutes. And I've been doing stuff on non-wrestling shows with non-wrestling celebrities. Uh, yeah, whatever he's been doing. I think he, what was, is that I think show? he was a judge on some kind of talent-based show. 
like so you production think you can, so you think you can be a person yeah yeah uh dasha asks him about brody's challenge for a dog collar match and cody just says you know the optics of that it's unsafe it's violent i'm the executive vice president here so my answer is no he leaves the ring but then he turns around comes back and says no as in no regrets no looking back uh, he didn't say it with that tone. I'm sorry. <laughs> he had much more passion. He gave a little good little promo. And just Fantastic like, yeah. promo. His face was getting we all enter, red. We enter different than we leave. TNT dog collar match. I accept. So yeah, he was he was fired up. Then Brody comes out. He starts slugging. Uh, Brandy comes out. Hey, there's a bunch of people. Everybody. Bench, benches are cleared. Nyla, like Nyla Rose is there for some reason. Yeah. Anna Jay showed up. Brandy hits a senton. Yeah, Nyla Rose just started clocking people for no reason. Uh, but that leads us into an AEW World Tag Title match. FTR take it on SCU, the Battle of the Alphabet. Uh, <laughs> Twenty minute time limit, and it was just a good old tag match, you know. Yeah, everyone's working hard. I think uh, was was this the one Adam that Adam uh, Hangman Adam Page. Adam Page was on commentary? I think for this one maybe. Uh, yeah, there was, I forget exactly. Yeah, because I think uh, at this point they announced that uh, next week. There's going. They're starting to do qualifying matches for a chance at the heavyweight championship. And we're yeah, getting a match between be... Jungle Boy, Ray Phoenix, and Kenny Omega. And when Hangman Page heard uh, Omega's name, Omega's yeah, he, name little, he got a little flustered. Just as, looked a little glum. A little glum, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, I think it's safe to say Hangman will get a spot in that tourney, though. Yeah. So don't be so sad, young man, Hangman. But uh, back in the ring, Scorpio Sky tries to suplex Dax. Uh, but then Tully, Tully just grabs Scorpio by the foot, yanks him down, and continues to hold the leg. I think didn't they do that to win? They this little Tully, uh, little Tully yeah, hold what, down or something. Yeah. So yeah, as Dax is covering him as he's holding the leg, and that gets the three. So FTR wins. Tully's uh, shenanigans. Yeah, keeping uh, undefeated. They're like ten and zero now. FTR. No, this is oh. really great. And then we go Isaiah Cassidy taking on Chris Jericho. Uh, Cassidy just comes out hot. Gets a bunch of moves in early on. He steals Jericho's own code, break, code breaker for a near fall. Uh, but then he goes for a springboard into the ring. And Jericho just hits him midair with a Judas effect. And that's the finish. And then after the win, Inner Circle, they're celebrating. Uh, they attack Private Party until Matt Hardy scares him off. And then, uh, for some reason, Jericho and Hager just start fighting with Luther and Serpentico in the crowd. That was an odd choice. Uh, and then JR starts trying to put him <laughs> over as, like, oh, he's... Wow, WCW, that's the main rival. I was like, okay, uh, but I think that's a match we're going to get on the 30th. Uh, no, okay, so yeah, so next week is the Chris Jericho 30th anniversary explosion. Uh, yeah, I think. Like, uh, I, didn't, I don't know, I didn't catch all that. Oh, you didn't, you didn't catch all this? The, the explosion for next, is it just a celebration or something? Yeah, just remember when we had that Triple H 25 years thing? Yeah. I think we're doing the same thing, so but Jericho's got 30. I think that's uh, okay. what I remember seeing. So I think Serpentico and Buddy Luther, Luther is the yeah. match against Chris Jericho and Jake Hager. All right. All right. Uh, but then we cut to an arcade where Miro and Kip Sabian are hanging out and uh, I guess trying to plan the bachelor party. As uh, Miro talks to world record video game player Billy Mitchell. I had no idea who that was. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Mitchell? Yeah. Enough. It's probably probably like 
five percent of the audience might know him. Okay. Yeah, have you ever heard of the movie The King of Kong? No, never have. Okay. But is he the King it's of like Kong? It's like a documentary. It was like a documentary that got pretty popular about two guys competing for the world record score in Donkey Kong arcade game. And oh, that's cool. He play, He's like the villain. He's like, it's a documentary, but he comes off as such a dick like a villain. Yeah, he looks slimy. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, there's your Billy Mitchell story. But uh, we go Dasha. She interviews the best friends in Orange Cassidy, but they get interrupted by FTR, who just insult them. And then the best friends go to punch them, but they flinch. And Orange Cassidy calls them weenies, and they walk A <laughs> Bunch of weenies. Yeah. I like JR's that. JR's like, can you say that on television? Okay. <laughs> uh, but Orange Cassidy's got a match taking on 10. Uh, 10 gets a couple moves in, but then OC nails the orange punch and follows up with this awesome move called the beach break, which was just like an Alabama pile driver. That's what I'm calling it. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah cool no, move. it looked pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so he gets the win, and then we go backstage. MJF, he walks into the inner circle dressing room to give a present to Chris. He's just got a box full of these nice custom-made inner circle jackets. Uh, he starts handing them out to everyone, but he's one jacket short for Sammy Guevara. So he blames Wardlow, blames Wardlow and then they're just like, whatever, Max, what the hell are you doing here? Uh, Jericho says, I asked you a question a long time ago. Do you want to join the inner circle? And MJF says, I don't want to be rude, but I asked you, do you want me to join the inner circle? So they just go back and forth on this. Uh, eventually, MJF and Wardlow leave. Sammy says, what a loser. And Jericho goes, well, perhaps he's not. Perhaps he's <laughs> so not. There's, there's something. There is something there. Uh, God, can't is, trust is, either of them, though, eh? No, they're slimy, but I like it. I like MJF and uh, leaving the jacket out for Sammy. That was on purpose. That was a conscious all know move. Sammy's, no, Sammy's kind of the favorite of Jericho if MJF kind of weasels in there. If we can uh, replace yeah. Sammy Guevara with <laughs> MJF. Yeah, because I think of the group, Sammy would be the breakout babyface star of the of the inner. He circle. would be, although he doesn't. He has. He still right has now, heat. <laughs> he yeah. still got he still has heat. heat. Maybe that's what uh, it is. Maybe we, maybe he needs a win over someone like MJF, where we have, like we we have to cheer for Sammy Guevara. Uh, we'll see, but either way, I like it. Mm -hmm. I like the wedge, whether it's a uh, big wedge or a potato wedge. It's been driven. <laughs> but then we go. Uh, speaking of food, we got Red Velvet. Uh, is this a new, is this a new one? Is this a new one? I think it's a new okay. one. Uh, she looks cool, but she's taking on Doctor Britt Baker. Uh, I think this is Baker's first proper match since coming yeah, back. Yeah, it right? looks like, I mean, I guess All Out's been like a month ago now. So, and yeah. I think this is the first time we may have seen her since then. So she had kind of, maybe she wasn't cleared for then, had an extra month. Now she is cleared. Yeah, either way, good to have her back. Of course. Uh, this Velvet, she lasts a few minutes, but Baker hits a nice fisherman neckbreaker, followed with a curb stomp to get the win. So is that a new finish for her? Wasn't she doing different stuff? Uh, She's doing like that lockjaw submission before. Yeah, she had that lockjaw thing. I like it though. Curb sounds cool. Yeah, and it also implies that you'll need dental work done afterwards. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> any maneuver that involves, you know, major uh, dental reconstruction, that works. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> then we have Eddie Kingston and the family. They're in the ring. Uh, with that stupid ref, Bryce Remsburg. Me and Bryce have a feud going back to the Pac incident, as we all know. Of course, yeah. You are uh, uh, not the biggest fan, as we all know. No, and neither is Eddie Kingston, so I'm on his side here. And 
He's talking to the ref. He says, last week when I was putting that bulldog choke by Moxley, I did not tap out. So what's going on, Bryce? What gave you the right to ring the bell? He just says, Eddie, you're unresponsive. It's my job. I got to protect you. So he's like, okay. Okay. And then he does a little signal. The Lucha Bros surround Bryce. Uh, Eddie takes a chain off. You want to talk about Cody having a lot of chains. I think Eddie had like double. So many chains. What's up with <laughs> chains in these guys lately? I don't know. It's the 90s. <laughs> it's the uh, 90s. Everyone's wearing chains on everything. Yeah. So he wraps his chain up. They're all ready to beat up the ref when Moxley comes out with his barbed wire bat. Chases them off. Uh, but this week, Kingston, he gets to pick Moxley's opponent. And he picks the Butcher, who just shows up behind. And uh, yeah, we, this is a world title match. Moxley versus Butcher. Mm. And yeah, it was good. Good little hard-hitting match. Butcher looking jacked. All of Until all of these matches are feeling hard hitting lately. None of this. Remember when AEW back in the old days when AEW started and everyone was doing head bumps and <laughs> you know crazy spike DDTs. We don't see that anymore. It seems like our our scenes right now are so much you know just yeah just heavy heavy hitting. Yeah, that's uh, yeah that seems like Moxley style. Yeah, He's and, the and, and Brody Lee. And Brody Lee, yeah, two of your top champs. Uh, the two top champs. <laughs> yeah, because Hikaru Shida was nowhere to be nowhere found. Nowhere to be found. Show. We had we did have uh, I guess we had two women's matchups got, though. So. Progress. Uh, Didn't we get uh, Brandy and someone? She was just there during that brawl. Oh, okay. With Never mind. Could have sworn she was out there. Uh, <clears throat> anyways, eventually Moxley hits the double arm GDT, followed by the bulldog choke, and Butcher has no choice but to tap out. So Moxley retains that choke. He's getting that choke over. You know, and uh, and for the butcher to main event an episode of uh, Dynamite from playing bass in front of thousands of screaming young <laughs> fans to uh, main eventing uh, Dynamite. Yeah. That's also super cool news. He looked fine. It didn't, you know, he he, he didn't look too small for the moment. He worked no, a smart physical match through everything he had, and then uh, you know went out went out tapping. Yeah, you know, he didn't uh, he for his own safety. He tapped out. And yes. Because of the choke that looks like a stiff choke. Oh. It looks like he puts on some good pressure. So October 16th <laughs> is uh, the scheduled um, main or the scheduled year anniversary show uh, uh, with Moxley and Lance Archer where that match is supposed to happen. That's not a Wednesday though. It's a Friday. So it's so that's official. It's a Friday night dynamite. I think that's what I heard. That's what I've that's what I've got, okay. that's what I've kind of got written here that I remembered seeing somewhere. Time will tell. That's fine. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I just. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. We'll, we'll find out. Yeah. You know, can Moxley make it past Lance Archer on that day? Uh, rematch. Mo Moxley Kingston again. Um, yeah. Full gears creeping full up. Full gear. That's in November. Uh, yeah. November sixth. I think oh, so early November yeah, just about a month away right because I mean what all out was beginning of September yeah Labor Day Labor weekend. Day weekend so uh, yeah this yeah. uh we, we, we we've got shit to do people we've got shit to do yeah let's keep the train rolling uh let's go to the other side of the Wednesday night mm -hmm. Because we got NXT, baby. We got a takeover coming up. NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's a good wrestling show. NXT. Watch and see. Got to tap out a count. Now to one, two, three, four. This weekend. 
this very Jesus Sunday. Jesus Christ. Does it take over anything? We don't even have like a fun... 31. It's just 31. 31. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, it's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's been getting all these names lately, right? The Gold Rush, the Bash at the Beach, yeah. In Your House, all these things. Uh, but let's kick off. Shotzi Blackheart taking on Dakota Kai. You could never go wrong kicking off with Shotzi. Absolutely not. Uh, just a nice, fast-paced match. They got a good amount of time here, like 15 minutes or so. And Shotzi just working her submission moves. She's one of the most technical in the division. I love her. Mm. Um, and, of course, Raquel Gonzalez is out there causing distractions. Um, they fight outside to the apron where Shotzi loves to do scary spots. And, oh, boy, did she scare me here. Uh, so they're on the apron, and she runs up the turnbuckle to do the old slice bread maneuver. But uh, she doesn't make it quite all the way around. Pretty much lands on her head again in the process. Yeah, spiked her head right on the apron. Uh, yeah. But she gets She's up. She's alive, but she though. Gets up. She's crazy. She gets up. She is. Yeah. She, uh, that's not, yeah, so she goes for a suicide dive, but then Gonzalez trips her up. So Rhea Ripley comes out, attacks Gonzalez to even the odds. Uh, Dakota tries to hit a big running boot in the corner, but then Shotzi avoids, rolls her up for the three count. So nice win for my girl Shotzi. Yeah, a little bit frightening, you know, it was a brutal looking impact there. It scary, but they, but uh, she does that every week, she like lands on her head. Yeah, they recovered, <laughs> everyone seems to be fine. Great showcase for both of these, uh, both these people. Yeah. So I followed. Uh, follow maybe like a tag with with Ripley and Gonzalez. Maybe this is like a little tag setup they have going on here. Yeah, Shotzi and Ripley. That could be a fun little team. Yeah, maybe this could be Damn. a uh, a takeover pre-show if that's what they're looking for. Shotzi deserves the main show. <laughs> uh, I started following her on Instagram as well. A great follow. She's just as cool as you would think. Just as cool as you would think, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but. I may have to unfollow her. Why is that? It's just too much, you know? Just too cool. So I'm just too, uh, yeah, uh, a woman of that caliber is too much for me. <laughs> I'll never have her. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, let's move on. We get another of these night vision vignettes where there's a man just riding a motorcycle, smashing the trophy case. And with Robert Rude, Bobby, whatever we're calling him, returning yeah. to Monday Night Raw, is this Bo Dallas? I think it's, you know, There's that's who no I'm sticking with. no way this is Bo Dallas. Why not? Why do we, why, why are we bringing back Bo Dallas? Well, that's the only time he was a big deal was when he was in NXT. Oh, do we need Bo Dallas here? Well, we'll, we'll find out this Sunday. That's the, that's what, that's, that's the, yeah, that's the date that are on all those things. Who the heck knows? But yeah. do we need Bo Dallas? I, I don't know. Prove me wrong, Bo I guess. Lazy. I guess prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Bo leave. Bo, Bo leave. leave. Oh, let's! I can't wait for that uh, to get over again. Uh, <laughs> uh, Cameron Grimes yeah. comes out to cut a promo uh, about last week that Gauntlet Eliminator, and uh, this week he wants to have a Cameron Grimes Open Challenge, stepping stones to the moon. So opponent number one, come on down. We've got Joey Pistachio, some little dude. Uh, Grimes just hits the cave and stomp pins him. So let's bring out number two, Joey Strong. But uh, this guy, Joey, just tossed aside, and out comes Ridge Holland. He gets in the ring, beats the crap out of Grimes. He's got him against the ropes. He's just stomping away. He doesn't break, so the ref uh, DQs him. So, Ridgey Holland looking tough. Ridgey Holland and, uh, and the Grammy one, you know. Uh, Grammy, you know, technically a win for the Grimes. Know, being so. his annoying self, which kind of seems <laughs> like the point. Uh <laughs> 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Both these guys are <laughs> monsters. Yeah, they're looking cool. I want to see Ridge Holland and Timothy Thatcher tangled. Uh, th- the Thatch Man can work can work <laughs> with anybody. We're just planning yeah. out these dream matchups. <laughs> Th- Thatch- uh, Thatcher Bryan, Thatcher Gulak, Oni Lorcan, Daniel Bryan too. Where's that one? Yeah, Where's that? Mm, Where's that? That could be great. Uh, but in the meantime, we got Kushida taking on Tony Nice, and Kushida just kind of dominates him, works over the arm, uh, puts on the hoverboard lock for a quick tap out victory and then after the dream velveteen dream just appears on the screen to taunt him a bit so that's that and that's sunday probably that is sunday yeah but then we go backstage we're cramming grimes he's crying about uh the beating that ridge holland gave him when he runs into dexter loomis who just stares at him and he calls him a freak and leaves but hey dexter's back big man's back big man's back we still don't know what happened to him but i guess he was I think it was an ankle thing right before that uh, ladder match. Remember they pulled him? Yes. Yeah. A couple weeks before that yeah. uh, North American ladder match. So, uh, yeah. That's good. He was heating up. So, hopefully, he can, uh, yeah, just jump back, back in. The troubled, ar- so that, the troubled artist that is. Yeah, yeah. That North American title, Damian Priest. You know, I think Loomis wants a piece. So we'll see. Piece of Priest. Yeah. <laughs> but then we go Adam Coles in the ring. Cuts a promo about. Undisputed Era, been dominating for three years. And then he calls out Austin Theory, who comes out. Cole just says, either come fight me or I'll get Undisputed to beat you up right there. So he chooses option one, and they have a good little fight. Uh, Cole hits a super kick, followed by the last shot, gets the win. Yeah. Um, Adam Is Adam Cole stagnating right now? Is that what's happening? Where does he go? Uh, I feel he's got a, well, yeah. I think he's main roster bound some point soon. I mean, I don't know what else he can do right now. Yeah, he's got to sh- he's got to shit or get off the pot. But I was thinking Austin Theory would have fit in perfectly with the Undisputed Era <laughs> like a year ago. Well, maybe if Cole's leaving, it looks like Kyle O'Reilly might be spreading his wings as well. Maybe Fish and Strong need a new buddy. You know, some kind of a send-off thing. You know, one thing you got to give to the Bullet Club, they, they dramatically... Uh, kick out their leader and replace them, which is a cool. <laughs> yeah. You never see that really, especially with a stable. You know, I mean, how many uh, how many stables have lasted? Mike, and this is just a flat out question: How many stables have lasted kind of multiple iterations of leaders? Does something like that uh, exist? Well, NWO for sure. Mm-hmm. Anyone? Well, of anyone else? <laughs> Degeneration. Anyone X. else in the last tw- twenty years? Ten years? <laughs> I count DX. Mm-hmm. Uh. Okay, it was just a question. It was just a question. You yeah. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not no, throwing it against uh, the spot, but that's exactly it. If Adam Cole, if if it's Adam Cole's time to move on, he will. You know, is it time to ceremoniously kick him out and replace him with Kyle Riley? Replace him with Austin Theory? Replace him with someone? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think undisputed era as we know it is not long to be. We'll see. Yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, woman's action here. Caden Carter taking on Zaya Lee. Uh, Zaya looking more aggressive here. I like it. Showing a little something. She wants to be taken more seriously in this stacked division. You got to stand out. There's a lot of, lot of talent. But uh, right now, though, I think Carter's the bigger star of the two, and she gets the victory here after a cool little series of reversals into a pin. Uh, Carter tries to be a good sto- sport, shakes Zaya's hand, but she just shoves her away. So, Yeah. Mean. That's about that's about all I got. That's about all I got. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but Shawn Michaels is here. 
He's recovered from that Legends Lounge beating. Uh... <laughs> But he's now in an empty ring to host a face-to-face between Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly. And they just start off, you know, they respect each other. They're looking forward to facing. But then, uh, yeah, they get more gritty into it. And Sean's just kind of there playing mediator. And at one point, Kyle O'Reilly does a great Cameron Grimes impression. I forget what he was. The Yeah, he kinda, but he's kind of <laughs> like the little southern twang. Yeah, he's like, like <laughs> Yeah! But, they get more serious at the end. They mince words, but uh, no blows are exchanged. They save it for Sunday. I thought this was fan. I thought this was awesome. This was presented. Yeah, it was effective. It wasn't uh, interestingly, yeah, like and you know, competitors showing each other respect while also saying um, yeah. they'll get the win. Like when if you if you're watching a weigh in at a, a UFC match or. Uh, a boxing match or whatever it is sometimes uh, they they will end in some pushing and shoving which is often subsided after like three Dana White's gotta get in between after like three seconds it's over right Uh, so you know you can build a match without having these guys have to beat each other up yeah we're just looking forward to some great wrestling that's what we'll get yeah the main event of the show, Damian Priest is teaming up with Io Shirai to take on Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae and Priest and Eo, they actually look pretty cool together. They like coordinated their entrance. I like stuff. it when you core. If you, I like it when you have a coordinated <laughs> entrance. If you're going to be a tag yeah, team, at least cool. do well. One thing. That's all you have to do. One thing. Okay. Well, they did another thing. At one point, Eo stands up on Priest's shoulders and jumps off, hitting a nice cross. Like body. that was fun. You know, that was fun. It was fun. Show prove yeah. to me you're not just two people that were thrown together because of no reason. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, and Eo, she's not afraid of hitting a man. She goes after Johnny a couple times. And uh, yeah, Eo's got Candace lined up for the moonsault, but Johnny rolls her out of the way. Priest hits Johnny with a big kick to the head, uh, which allows Eo to hit the over the moonsault onto Gargano. And then she tags in Priest to finish the job. So he grabs Johnny for the reckoning, but Candace runs in, kicks Priest in the balls. The ref doesn't see it because he's busy with Eo. So Johnny hits the final beat. And gets the victory for him and Candice. A fun in a fun main event. You know what? Uh, Gargano and Candice LeRae will be mixed tag partners forever. And yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, slowly developing, especially with Karrion Cross out, with Adam, with the Undisputed Era facing different challenges. Suddenly, these two might be our to- our best heels. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, if things line up, they could be carrying both the gold in the Gargano home. Yeah, that, that, that is in the future. And, you know, whether they win or lose, they will. Uh, this will be a big part of the show moving forward. These two and their fight for just kind of dominating NXT. Yeah. The power couple, is that what they kept calling themselves? Uh, yeah, I think so. I caught that. Uh, this made me want to see Io Shirai versus Johnny Gargano. Well, as soon as, we, as, soon as one <laughs> company... Gives the thumbs up on mixed matches. Yeah. I, I think it's well, just kind of like a Mexican stare off at this point. Who's gonna yeah. do it first? We've had a couple, but they've all been jokes. Yeah, like non gimmick. I mean, like <laughs> Candice LeRae taking on Brian Cage. Yeah, getting super kicked in the head. It's happening. Oh man, these matches are out there. You should see some of Candice LeRae's work yeah. on the Indies. Is she took on the be- sure she took rolling. on the best of them? Quite frankly. She's ta- she she's I been super. Ki- she's taken on. She's taken a fucking Meltzer driver. She's taken that little best friends, whatever they call it, pancake something, whatever yeah. that one's called. She's been there. She's taken all the hits. 
Well, let's see. I'm sure she's willing. And she's so. giving them. She's been. She's been. She's been tossing these spike ranas around. Don't know. Oh yeah. I'm, she's I'm not selling the woman short. <laughs> but that's it. That's your uh, NXT, which just leads us right into NXT Takeover 31. We got five matches. Uh, the only non-title match: Kushida taking on Velveteen Dream. Uh, be nice. I hope Kushida wins. We haven't seen him. I think he so. The dream is just so cold right now. I think he's, I don't know, with all the controversy surrounding him. Yeah, someone just... who's so cold yet can still put on a good match. Yeah, uh, but right now, he like he went from being potential main event, prime time of the future, to now mid-card kind of job to Kushida. Yes, but well, hopefully these guys get a little bit of time. This, yeah, this could kick off the card and could. be huge. Yeah, but uh, I guess in the sense they're bumping Breeze Angle there. There's no tag title match. No tag title match. Also, no gimmick matches this week, which is always a bummer. Uh, yeah. I mean, since not even yeah, every just five straight singles matches. Five straight single we're matches. We're gonna see some kind of uh, we're gonna see something and something. You know, something. Yeah, there'll be some something's gonna happen in one of these matches. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's keep going. Santos Escobar defending the cruiserweight title, which I guess we didn't build at all this week. That somehow got left off the card. I felt like, yeah, Isaiah Swerve Scott's getting that shot, but uh, yeah, who knows? Uh, the the Delgado's going to be there to fuck shit. And up. we haven't seen Escobar really perform since that cruiserweight title tournament. Yeah, the last uh, little while they haven't really been doing as much. Yeah, so hopefully, uh, you know, we can see a good match out of these guys and kind of bring this cruiserweight championship back into the fold because you know, with a champion like that, and he has his two, he has his goons, and other people have goons too. You know, undisputed era. <laughs> we got uh, you know, guys like Fandango. Yeah, let's. Uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, then we got the North American Championship match: Damian Priest defending against Johnny Gargano. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I was amazed, Mike. I think you said last week uh, you casually brought up, you're like, yeah, Damian Priest is like 40. And I was like, no way. There's no way this dude is 40. <laughs> he just got here. Yeah, you're right, Mike. He's yeah. 38 years old. He just turned yeah, He just he's... turned 38, actually. Happy belated birthday to uh, him. Yeah. Uh, Damian Priest will keep this belt. Yeah, he's you know he just got it. So, uh, but Johnny, I don't know. Candice LeRae is the wild card. If they both try to help each other in their matches, you never know. Yeah, I mean he just won that at the last takeover in that. Uh, yeah, in that ladder match. But let's just get a good match, mm-hmm. and we'll be happy. Certainly. Um, and the next one, Io Shirai is defending her women's championship against Candice LeRae, in which this should be a banger. We already saw them tear the house down in Toronto at last year's takeover. Ooh, boy, did we! Uh, so, yeah, I'm just ready. I'm ready for a banger of a match. Uh, four and a half star minimum. Four and a half star minimum. High standards. <laughs> Io Shirai, you know, she's held on to this, I think, since the In Your House takeover. Where yeah. Where she beat which was, I think, Rhea June. Ripley and, and Charlotte, I think, was that? Yes, um, yes. Yeah, so, you know, she's been she's been holding on to this for, fuck, that was back in, like, July or June or something. So, is it her chance right now? No, but I think uh, that chance is coming up. Yeah, you know, Candice, she's been in NXT now a couple years. She's been grinding hard. She's had her shots, but she's never won the big and one. And with the ongoing injuries, which one's always getting hurt? Uh, Tegan Knox or, or Dakota Kai? Or, or uh, both? Yeah, Tegan's hurt again. <laughs> she's got torn ACL, MCL, Are you whatever. fucking so serious? Again. She's legit out. They were both hurt. At, they both They've both. Uh, yeah, it's getting to the point. I don't know which one is which. 
not as bad as the Usos, <laughs> but like in terms of which one is hurt and which one is not hurt yeah. at any uh, any one moment. Um, you know what I learned? What? I found kind of uh, Dakota Kai is dating Shayna Baszler. No fooling. That's that uh, that couple, skipped eh? over my fucking mixed matched uh, elimination <laughs> well, gauntlet challenge. Last uh, is this like? I just learned about this. I think they were kind of like a. It was kind of like a secretive, like not like that they were hiding it, but it's like, hey, let's not make a big deal. And then somewhere, something on Twitch, like someone's father, like posted a picture of the two of them, like couples visiting. I don't know. Someone leaked it. It's out there, but I'm happy for them. Oh yeah, Dakota or something like yeah. They found someone found out that somebody was taking the video or something yeah, like someone that. Someone leaked something, and it's but yeah, it's cute. I like it. They live together already. They're like, they pop up on each other's Twitch streams and shit. Oh, that's so nice. It's cute. Aww. It's nice. <laughs> well, uh, God, that honestly does change a lot of the mixed match challenge. But hopefully, we'll get back to another one of those <laughs> sometime soon. All the best for all of these women. Uh, main event though will probably be. <laughs> Uh, Finn Balor taking on Kyle O'Reilly for this NXT Championship, the match I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, yeah, me as well. Uh, you know, some good mat wrestling. They both have very similar styles and looks. Yeah, and I think this will give Kyle O'Reilly a chance to show all the shit he can do. Yeah, a chance to really shine. You know what? It seems like just yesterday Finn Balor uh, won that um, that championship, but uh, maybe it was like a month ago, maybe. Maybe. I'm, uh, I'm going to say about think, a month. Yeah. Yeah, about that. Uh, and who knows what the plans are going forward. I hope to see a good matchup and to see what new tattoos Finn Balor has. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I think he'll win. He'll keep it. But Kyle O'Reilly will come out looking better. And that's it. That will be oh. the pay-per-view. Real excited for it. We will recap the show next week. And, I, God, I think that's our entire wrestling week. Any other fun shit that happened? In the week, in the world of wrestling, nothing that I can think of. Ah, uh, yeah, nothing uh, specifically. Just a boring <laughs> old week. And there you have it. That was the uh, the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast. Let's, uh, let us, if we may, share uh, a, a, a personal, a, it's, it's, a, it's really personal to us, right? You know, I mean, there's no objective, uh, a way you can objectively determine this award, it would only you have to you would have to get into the minds of both myself and Michael, because mm -hmm. we're talking the wrestler of the week. It's the wrestler of the week, of the week, wrestler of the week, of the week, of the week, the wrestler of the week, of the week, of the week, wrestler of the week, of the week. And although it is, yeah, I'd say it's like an Emmy. It's like an Emmy or something, <laughs> or like, uh, like yeah, something, something that's not, yeah, it's not the Oscars, but yeah, it's that's the wrestler of the year. Yeah, I think the wrestler, and I guess yeah, there are categories within the shooties, uh, you know. Yeah, but yeah, the wrestler of the year is the fucking best actor. But I'm Mike. I'm gonna throw my wrestler of the week this week. Um, there was a lot of in-ring action, but nothing on this week's in-ring action really got my mind going. But you know what did get my mind going? The Carnage Shack. 
The Carnage Shack is a little, it looks like it's, it's a two-car garage filled with weightlifting equipment all over the place, and it's filled with two men giving it their all almost every single day. Um, <laughs> my wrestlers of the week, Chad Gable and Otis, of course. Who knew that not only these guys were friends, who not, not only that they got <laughs> they work out every day together, they spot for each other, they encourage each other, Mike, and I encourage you to check out Otis and Chad Gable's <laughs> Instagram accounts where they have this beautiful gym. I, I don't know whose home it is, but these guys are giving it their all. They're coming back. For, you know, they're doing pendulay rows. They're doing leg. They're squatting. They're doing leg yeah, presses. I did see that little that clip you sent me earlier. Right. <laughs> and and it's all and it is coming live from the Carnage Shack. That's what they call it. Uh, it's just heavy metal music playing in the background. Dudes sweating, weights clamping on against each other. <laughs> uh, and 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 they're working hard. Chad Gable and Otis, you're my wrestler of the week. Okay. All right. I am going in the ring because we did have some outstanding stuff in the ring. Uh, I'm just going to give it to the man. They all deserve it, but I'm going to give it to one man because he seemed to take the most beating. Sami Zayn for that outstanding ladder match performance. Yes, he won. one of the best one of the best ladder matches we'll see. It just fucking yeah. was. So great match. Jey Uso was pretty close as well just for his outstanding work. But On no, par Sam. with that Escalara de la Muerte. Yeah. <laughs> let's see. We'll have to see what Meltzer has to say about that. And that's all the time we have for the podcast. Remember, you can rate, review, like, and subscribe because the podcast is everywhere. And we're going to be coming back next week with uh, more of the weekly action. But of course, the, the takeover preview or the takeover review can't wait. Yes. That'll be fun. Uh, everything continues. The world of wrestling. Yep. The world keeps going on. Well, that's all the time, folks. Mike, have a great rest of your day. And thanks for listening. Uh, enjoy. Shoot.